Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast. May 2023 is done, and it gave us a lot of shit to talk about. There is no time to waste tonight. We got a bunch of singles, one EP, a whole bunch of albums to talk about. Justin, Derek, Jacob, the crew are all here like usual. How are you guys feeling on this June night? Pretty appreciative. We hit a hundred subscribers over the course of the That's month. True, true. That is something to celebrate. That Absolutely. is something to celebrate. Shout out to everyone that uh hopped on over after our episode with Garden, our latest episode of the Hive Mind After Hours series. Came out a few weeks ago as of uh recording this episode. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. It was an awesome episode. Um we got more after hours episodes that we're trying to plan um or at least ones that we have in mind so more to come later this year but definitely go check out that episode thank you for helping us reach 100 subscribers on to whatever the next milestone is 102 <laughs> wait we already passed i mean we've already beat that congratulations guys we did it we already beat our other milestone for the year we're done wow we'll see you guys in december so uh, i think a few of us have went to some shows yeah I think you especially, Jacob, you went to a lot of shows. I did go to a lot of shows. It feels so long ago, though. Um, I went to, what, what's the order? I went to Spirit Box, After the Burial, and Intervals on May 4th. And then on May 7th, I went to Wage War, Nothing Nowhere, and Spite. And then May 10th, I saw August Burns Red, uh, The Devil Wears Prada, and Lead From Within. And they were all pretty good except for Nothing Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what wasn't good about the Nothing Nowhere set? The songs from his newest album were uh-huh. alright. I think um, the problem I had with, with it was... A lot of it's his older material that he played seemed like mm-hmm. he was making metal covers of them. Oh, and it, okay. it kind of felt like a not, I don't know, it kind of felt like a F you to your old fans, <laughs> in my opinion. But Yeah, yeah. I, think I, I get it for the tour, it. but I don't know. Well, I think the other problem is, too, is that... Uh... Like with the other bands on the bill, mm-hmm. if he started like, you know, singing, I don't know, we'll say Hammer, right, or any of his older stuff, you yeah, know, in that sort of style, I don't think that the fans would necessarily be as receptive. So he has to do this yeah. like as the opener. I don't know if he has any choice in it. I hope he doesn't have any choice in it because, yeah, I would like to think he wouldn't just more or less tell his old fans to go fuck themselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But were the new songs good? They're all right. I think his uh, his guitarist slash scream vocalist guy was all right. Needs a little bit of work, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it was all right. Everybody else is good though. I didn't stay for all all of August Burns Red. I still think Spirit Box is overrated. Um, I was gonna ask, did the concert <laughs> change your mind? <laughs> Not really. Like, Hysteria was sick. The Void was actually... See, this is the thing. I think The Void is better now that I've heard it live. 
But I okay. still think I, th- right, so I least, still think at least overboxed. one song got better. Spirit, Spirit, did I say overbox? Spirit box <laughs> overboxed. is overrated. It, you overboxed know, I'll take I'll crazy. take at least your opinion on at least one song by Spirit Box growing after mm-hmm. the live performance. That's a yeah. W in my books. I would agree. Yeah. Bleed from within is sick too. That was that I'm was still... that was sick. <laughs> I don't really have still... much else to say. Yeah. yeah. I'm really beating myself up for missing that tour, man. I feel like I, I had to. The only thing that saved it was that they were teasing, and the Devil Wears Proud were teasing into a tour, in which case I'll probably have to go. I mean, that Actually, lineup... yeah, that's, that's one thing I forgot to mention. The Devil Wears Prada, all the new songs are so cool to see live. Did they play Cancer? They did play Cancer. Oh. How many tears were shed? For me, none. <laughs> Fair, honestly, but uh, the, the, the experience was was awesome though. It, it was so cool. Like, especially um, they played a ton of new stuff, and I don't think it really fit for the tour. So I think it was really risky for them to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I think it was amazing. I also I went to a show between our last episode and this one, but it was technically in June. But it's an album we're discussing from this month, so I don't know if I want to talk about it. Talk about it. You'll forget right. by next month. True. <laughs> uh, so two days ago, as of recording this episode, I saw uh, Grandson with K-Flay and Dwayne in New Haven, Connecticut, and it was sick. Uh, I basically went in blind to Dwayne and K-Flay, knowing very little of both of their mm-hmm. material. Uh, I knew one song from Dwayne because it featured Grandson on it. And <laughs> K-Flay, I knew very vaguely... I'll get to that. Um, And K-Flay, I very vaguely knew through featuring on a grandson song. Um, I was under the impression that K-Flay was more of like an alt-pop type of artist, but her performance was sick. I really enjoyed her set. It was a lot grittier than I expected it to be. Um, And Dwayne was also really solid. He had a great stage presence. Um, This was Dwayne's last show as the opener on tour. There was a different opener for the other half of the tour. Mm. Uh, so, because this was Dwayne's last show on the tour, Grandson came out to sing Good Mood with him, when for the rest of the tour, he wasn't. So that oh, was pretty dang. cool. Um, he, he came out, like, complete, sh- like, Dwayne said after the song, like, I did not know he was doing that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was, it was a complete surprise that Grandson was going to come on uh, during that song. Um, so that was cool. And Grandson's set was insane. It was a 90-minute set as a headliner, which... I'm used to like 60 minute headline sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to get a 90 minute grandson set was crazy. I felt it felt like he was speed running. How many grandson songs can I fit into one set? Because there was at least like four or five songs that he only sang half of the song for as like an interlude into another song, just to try and cram uh, as much huh. stuff into one set as possible. So like for um Rain, for example, he only sung like the first two verses of Rain before transitioning into something else. Um so that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, great set. Uh, the only song that I wish I got to hear that I didn't was Rock Bottom. Uh, my favorite song off of A Modern Tragedy, Volume 3. Um, but otherwise, he played just about every song I could have wanted out of a grandson headliner set. And I also got to go with both of my twin sisters. Grandson's like the one artist that brings us three together, so that was pretty dope. Hmm. So, that's all. Um, Justin and Derek, I assume you guys didn't go to any shows? No. No. Alright then, so we, should, we should get it into the singles then. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials for updates on when new episodes are coming out and stuff at Hive Mind Radio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. 
Hive Mind Radio on YouTube, Hive Mind Radio Recap on Spotify and other podcast platforms. Let's talk singles. Derek, get us started. Alt are back with their newest single, Apep, featuring Jack Bergen of Void of Vision. This is off of their upcoming album releasing June 16th titled Abeyance. This is a really fucking good single. This is the best single by far, I think. It's so good. Why? I'm on it. Oh, okay. My bad. So we're starting <laughs> I feel off like... with uh, Bad Take Jake immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this album is going to like creep up on me. I don't know. Uh, saying that makes yeah. it... Like, you're like aware it of be, it, so they're yeah. Not. I'm, it's, it's like I'm like not paying attention to it. Like I'm not giving it the attention it deserves right now. But I feel like it could just like get me when it comes. You're out. saying Dark Horse top ten contender? Yes, that's exact. Thank you for the words. I, I need to say, Justin. I wanna I wanna give you a phrase or like a sentence or two, and I want you to tell me your thoughts on it. Okay. Okay. I think that alt with this album cycle are doing what i wished as it is would have done yeah what i agree interesting there is something about the vibe of this band that gives me like 2016 2018 as it is vibes and i think that like yeah it's like um the great depression vibes yeah exactly like that kind of very dark almost like very kind of moody um Mm -hmm very much not trying to be political or trying to be like revolutionary or anything like that but you can definitely tell like some of the lyrics kind of kind of reference a lot of what's going on Mm -hmm. Um, especially in apef you've got the um chorus cut the head off of a snake there's permanence written in my veins paralyzes my body breaks spark my words you won't see another day really fucking good chorus the feature as well had some really good parts to it, especially the second verse. I, the second verse, and nearly, I've not listened to any Void Division. I kind of have that problem where a lot of like heavier vocalists, I don't like what they're actually into, but I'm okay with them as features and you know small batches. Um, this one in particular, like really good. I think the Jack Bergen feature might be like a new contender for favorite feature. There's something about his voice that always hits for me. Even if, like, I, even as somebody who like listens to and likes Void Division, I'll agree it doesn't always hit for me when he's in it. But like, something about him as a feature is, oh, beautiful. I love the way it contrasts with the more melodic, clean vocals in the band too. I really, really enjoyed this more than I expected to. I didn't really know his name was Jack Bergen, and then I heard the feature. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's a Void Division guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is fantastic. And suddenly I've gone from like, okay, like I'll check this album out to all right, I'm sold. I need to. I think they're dropping one more single, right? This this Friday. This Friday, but the album drops the following Friday. So yeah, not we're gonna not listen to that. catch me yeah. listening to that signal. No <laughs> um, none of this, as far as I know, looking at the track list, has been like the opener or the closer. So we're still going and blind with those. They're doing everything right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Other bands, um, take notes. I will mention, now that we have like most of the singles out, um, starting with Wraith and ending up to this, like a lot of the singles have been pretty solid. 
Um, I think Wraith, the first one coming out, was kind of the weakest. Um, and then kind of leading up to, I think it got better and better. Uh, Great Depression, ADD, and then APEP. Um, really good. Singles all around. I have not been giving these singles a fair chance, so I'm hoping that listening to the album convinces me that this band is great. Time will tell. I kind of have, I, I have the same feeling, even if not to the same degree. I want to be higher I feel on like the other singles. I feel like you're higher on this band than I am, but we both are kind of like, I'm waiting for the album to impress me. Yep, exactly. That's who I am, too. I'm not as high on it, though. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'll, I, I hadn't been invested in this band at all until I think um, one of their last songs a couple of years back dropped. Um, and then when Rafe came out, like, I was pretty interested. And then every single afterward has just been getting better and better. Uh, let's get into another uh, band, a new band for the podcast. Um, we... We kind of had a small little bit of an Aussie train going on, but something had to ruin it that we'll talk about afterward. <laughs> um, we've got a new band for the podcast in from Melbourne, I believe. Um, Ninth Road with their single River. You're welcome, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> is this ninth? Is it ninth road? I believe it's pronounced ninth road. It might be. I thought it was nth. I thought it was nth road. I thought oh, it was no. north road. <laughs> oh no! Maybe it's, it's north road. It's one of those. <laughs> um, this is an alt rock band uh, out of uh, Melbourne, Australia. Australia, yeah. Of course. Um, because of course, yeah. Australia has something in the waters. It just makes every band really good. And something in the river. Band. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that. Uh, um, my interesting take on this song is that this reminds me of Dissonant Era Hands Like Houses. That is a statement that has been made by somebody at some point in history. Yeah, yeah I would say that that is certainly one. <laughs> Damn. Specifically, generic statement. <laughs> I don't know. Something about the vocal delivery with like. The alt rock kind of post hardcore instrumentation reminds me of like colorblind and uh, division symbols and those types of songs. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> I can't tell if you're just fucking with me or. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Whatever, whatever, whatever makes you feel better, Jake is is I'm so fucking lost. <laughs> Oh, oh! Is that stop. is that the no, 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 To get back onto the this band, um, it's really good, cleans vocalist. It's got some kind of harsher vocals leading into the the chorus a bit later on that I pleasantly surprised about. There, there you go. There's another thing. Ding. Um, I, overall, this band's got really good potential. They had an EP drop last year that I didn't know about until now and i kind of went back listened to a couple of their songs that's pretty good um apparently they've got more coming this year so i don't know if it's going to be another small ep or whatnot but whatever is going to drop sounds good already they have only four thousand monthly listeners feels a little low for the output of this band i'm not gonna lie i'm a little confused i would have thought at least like twenty thousand something the output and the quality, like yeah, exactly. The, the, well, sorry, the, that's what I meant. 
yeah, the the EP is the only like major thing that's dropped. They've had a couple other singles linking up to the EP. Um, this and another single that dropped back in 2022 um, were after the EP. So, um, you know, kind of leading up to it, they, they've got a really good sound. That's all I got on that. Momentary break in the Australia train. Jacob. Hello. We're going to Canada. No, I'm just we're going to the UK, and we're lost with uh, Bring Me the Horizon, who have released their newest single, Lost, with a capital T. We got True. there. It's like it's like my it's like my flag. It went to Denmark and came back to Canada. And... <laughs> have you got your flag? No. <laughs> you still don't have it, all right. No. Yeah. Unlucky. Uh so I think this song is pretty okay. I agree. I really liked it at first, and then the more that I listened to it, the more that I had to listen to watching Evangelion at the start of the song, the more I was off put <laughs> by it. <laughs> I think that that is a bad take. And I think oh, that outside... What's up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> can, so, can we start a tally for how many bad takes I have this episode? That's, this oh, is number God. two. Maybe three. I'm still confused on what I... <laughs> I don't know. And I feel this is weird to me because I don't like Bring Me the Horizon and I don't like bad lyrics. And I feel like the two, but they've kind of like PEMDOSed each other out. Like the negatives have canceled each other out to create what I think is like the best okay. Bring Me the Horizon song. I'm going to go to tangent here. Why do you Americans call it PEMDAS and not Bedmass? What the fuck is Bedmass? Nah, you're going to need it. What is so I don't know okay. what these words. My eye is just kind of. Hello? Have you not taken math? 20 seconds of. <laughs> Okay, so hold on. What is what does B E D stand okay. for? That's bed. That's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's where you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, B is brackets. So this okay, is the order so it, you do things. So it's just brackets instead of parentheses. Okay. Yeah, but then what yeah, do so you? I mean, the, the multiplication and division are switched. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what order it's in. Right. Yeah. So right, that's well, what it is. Your stands for parentheses. That's what it yeah, is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tangent over. Let's okay. go back to. And my ego is not my amigo. That is a lyric in this song. <laughs> <laughs> I something you know that watching Evangelion with a big fat slug of ketamine. Uh, I used to go to therapy. The doctor tried to section me. The next time that I open up to someone will be my autopsy. I, my favorite is serotonin's proper on its arse. I really like that line a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, I think that between the upbeat tempo of it and the way that the electronics are incorporated, and I think I'm going to break down into the breakdown. It's yes, so, yes. Like, I, boring, I think that's... It works so well. Yeah, I think I'm gonna think... break down into like the super fun, energetic, like kind of breakdownish thing is really fun. It's just a fun song, and yeah. I, I think that like I, I think maybe not one by one as much for Kingslayer is like when my previous favorite Bring Me the Horizon song was just them having fun, 
And I think that this is them having fun again. And yeah. if it weren't for the song that they just dropped, this would be my favorite Bring Me song. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> All right, Justin, we can go back to Australia now. Yay. Uh, we got these four walls dropping their first single in a while uh, titled Carousel. The lights lead on. Bro, I get like an Ice Nine Kills vibe from this. How? Yeah. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. takes how. of this episode. Actually, actually no, I do, I do kind of agree with that. I'm yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. I feel like just desperately to... wanted somebody else to have a bad take. <laughs> I think he was like, yeah, yeah, let's look at that guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just digging my own grave at this point. Uh, <laughs> the, the point I was going to make here is that, Justin, I feel like you've tried to sell me on this band before. And oh, this is the first times. time. This is the first time that I feel like it's actually worked. I like this a lot. Good. Should. It's just solid all around. Solid uh, riffs, solid instrumentation, catchy chorus, going around the carousel. Just all around solid. I don't know if we talked about Marigold when that dropped. That was their latest single before this dropped. Um, that was back in 2022. Um, they had an album dropped in 2020 that i adore a couple songs of they still are in my general rotation for quite a bit um and this fits right in it's got a really good vibe to it uh chorus is pretty simple and i feel like the chorus feels like it it's needs simple a but bit. effective i think like mm-hmm. it feels like it needs a little bit more but it works the way it is um i don't know if it's attached to anything it might be with how soon marigold was released but this drop it's super solid all around. I've got nothing really else besides that. Just another Aussie band that's worth paying attention to. Join the 80 others. That I, think, I think Only they're 80? attached together. Just by the cover arts going off. They might be. Yeah. I'll get that vibe. Same. Plus, they haven't had a full-length release in about three years. Yeah. Sorry, Justin, I ruined your transition. Oh, it's fine. I was about to say, speaking of a vibe we haven't seen in a while, Blake and I yeah, Am yeah. are back. Finally. Their single, Relic. I can feel it's been three years. It's been 83 years. <laughs> oh, I remember that night when we listened to it was the night we listened to Afterburner by Dance Gavin Dance. Mm-hmm. I remember that night so specifically. It's when I when I discovered Roses with you guys. And I think uh I think All Time Low dropped that day too. I don't remember that. <laughs> the the band's back. They're back in their natural habitat and it's like they never left. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy sounds fantastic. They've got the heavier instrumentals mixed with Jimmy's just incredible range. Fantastic song. I um, really like this. I don't know if I like it more than Roses. I don't I think like they, it more than I think Roses. they're both on different playing fields because they're essentially from different eras. This, I, I don't know if Roses is going to be on the album that they're teasing sometime this that year. So sad. Um, just with how different, because this one's much heavier instrumentally than the others mm, um, yeah. 
but for a lead up single and to teasing an album drop this year it's fantastic you've got some really good lyrics the chorus is phenomenal i love the second chorus with the lyric change up where it says well i've watched you as you turn from gold to a shadow made of stone but how could i ever let you go with hands around my throat Mm. i feel like if this was another band there would definitely like be a harsher vocal right there but it works with how jimmy's singing it and that's why awaken i am is one of justin's favorite bands oh absolutely unapologetically yeah i want to like this song more than i do uh, however, I'm bringing out the awful excuse that I tend to bring up way more often than I would like of this just released on a really bad day. <laughs> it's released in the middle of the week. Uh, this released on the same day as a specific album that uh, we will be talking about later. And No, this is um, released on Friday. Oh, no, it released on Friday. For some reason, I thought the video dropped earlier. So, yeah, I did not spend as much time with this song as I would have liked to, given how good it is. And I, I really found myself going back to it throughout the rest of the month. I mean, it's a fantastic song. I have nothing bad to say about it. It's just not the earworm that some of their previous songs have been to me. I can't agree with you, kind of, on that front. I do think that the hook on this is maybe a little weaker than some of my other favorite songs of theirs. But I think that this fits in kind of, this is another band that I think is both pushing their sound forward and is also kind of experimenting with things that we haven't seen. Cause I feel like this and roses have a very distinct vibe to them that the way that they layer the bass in the mix to me is what really sets them apart from a lot of other bands. I'm excited for this. I will say um, the video kind of threw me off. Cause at the end it had a, uh, a thing called a 10 of swords. Um, which I didn't know at the time, but as the production company that did the music video, for some mm-hmm. reason I thought that was teasing the album, and I was like, "What? The album's called <laughs> Ten of Swords? Losing my mind!" But no. Um, all in all, Awaken I Am are back. They mentioned it. They slated to have an album drop this year. Um, it's gonna be really good to look forward to, and I kind of hope it's got that single art because that single art's fucking dope. Right. All right, Jake. Yeah. Rivals have dropped a brand new song, Maneater. Hey, our friends and rivals. True. Our friends and rivals. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether this is going to be an EP or if this is just a single. Because they announced it as a new single, but then Kaylee tweeted that, like, the Maneater EP or something or other. Uh, either way, this song is great. Um, it's very anthemic. Kind of reminds me of the score, funnily enough. Hmm. Um, super anthemic. You've got the big sounding drums. Just overall, like, I feel like this song would go crazy in a stadium. It would, like, just bring out the energy. Um it it's not like it compared to sad looks pretty on me and some of their older stuff it doesn't have that like sad undertone to it lyrically this song like it emanates like a level of ego and confidence almost i mean it makes sense like i'm a man eater type of thing yeah. uh, in the lyrics um but yeah i think this song's great um not one of my favorite songs for them but a song that i still went back to a decent amount um 
just fun energy all around. So you say it's not one of your favorite songs from them. For me, this is my favorite rival song. Oh, wow. I think that this is really well done and really, they've kind of, they've been pop rock, but I think that this is the first time that they've successfully made something that I feel like could fit within the scheme of like pop. Mm. Um, the production on this is ridiculous. And I saw, and it's, uh, an artist called Dace and then Emerald Royce, which is Tyler Carter's new project. So a lot of years of experience and talent between rivals and the producers coming together to make this. But I thought I was going to get a Hall & Oates cover initially when I saw this. And I'm like, oh, no, this isn't a cover of a 50-year-old song. Like, And it's way better, to be honest. I love that Hall & Oates song, but this this clears it. This I wasn't expecting. I, I honestly missed that this dropped. I'm going to be honest. And I didn't hear it until i was preparing for the podcast but having heard it it's easily one of my favorite songs of the month i should have been going i should have been telling you to listen to this song i feel like yeah. i'm like yo derek listen to rivals but this one didn't like stand out like some of my absolute favorite rival songs so i was kind of just like oh derek will get to it eventually <laughs> and uh, you know that that checks out that this is your favorite because i just wasn't sending it to you immediately that checks out yeah i missed a lot at the start of march had a lot of stuff going on march march Mar may may my bad <laughs> first stroke of the episode stay tuned can we get to three folks <laughs> okay we're at the we're at the jake counters at three the Derek counters at one <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as my bank account starts filling up then we can add up all the counters <laughs> uh, all right let's move on we got hot milk dropping the second single off of their upcoming debut album call to the void this new song is called party on my deathbed Something I've realized about Hot Milk and why I love them so much is how their music and their sound and their energy is so contrarian to everything about myself. And just that, like, they're like, I want to party on my deathbed, like, I want to be electric, all that type of stuff. Whereas I'm like, I'll just sit in my room in the basement 12 hours a day and I'm happy. It's like Hot Milk wants to, like, get out there, experience life, fuck shit up, go crazy, party, and... It's just so, it's so much of a contrast to who I am on the inside. And I think I <laughs> attach to that contrast of like, damn, there's like this whole other world out there type of thing. And I feel like this song really elevates that feeling for me. That's what I got out of this song most. I don't like it as much as Horror Show, but lyrically, I feel like this song is so on brand for Hot Milk and their energy and what this album is going to shape up to be and overall i'm really happy with what i got here i think this might be my favorite hot milk song damn okay <laughs> two for two yeah i don't i don't like it as much as i do the rival song but i will say this is there's something about this that it feels different from every other hot milk song that i've heard and i haven't been able to pinpoint it maybe i haven't spent enough time with it but it, it has it has the same energy that I come to expect, but it's hitting different in this song, which is very vague and unplaceable. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that, you know, we talk about with every kind of cycle that this band goes through that I'm like, they're so close. I think that this may be, knock on wood, the one to it. do it. This could be it. Make Them Suffer have dropped a brand new single, Ghost of Me. <laughs> 
Are we talking about one of the best metalcore songs of this year? I think you meant to say that Make Them Suffer dropped the song of the month. You might have a point. Do I have a point, Jacob and Justin? Oh, I'm completely out of this discussion. Keep going. (laughs) I thought maybe, you know, I I wanted to... I don't know what else you thought. It has a queenish chorus. (laughs) Which is the selling point of the song to me, to be honest, that, you know, I feel like we expect Alex to do a lot of the clean vocals duties for this band. And suddenly we get the Sean sing screaming chorus instead. And he managed to make me like sing screaming something about the tone of it. It's just everything about this. I think my favorite part besides the chorus has got to be the way that the electronics are incorporated in the second verse that kind of yeah. like crunchy, crispy, wah, 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 you know, yeah. in the background. It's yeah. so good. You know, I, I was a big fan of Drown the City and I didn't know what to expect with um, Alex joining. But I thought it would be good things. But so far between this and Doom Switch and the way that like her electronics have been incorporated and her voice and her uncleans, having come out that the Booka allegations were false, it made me sad for Booka. But as a listener, uh, I'm almost kind of glad that the band has moved on to this era because I think this iteration of themselves so far have proven to be stronger than any form of the band in the past. Yeah. I <laughs> I uh, sense some disagreement in the air. I don't, my problem, uh, man, my perception is so ruined from seeing them live because live, I don't think Alex is very good. Um, <laughs> at singing, at singing, that that <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that that's that's my problem, I think, and I don't. I just feel like Book is a stronger vocalist, and it's always gonna bug me. I I, I do like this song, but I don't like it as much as older make them suffer. Mm, okay, that's um, fair. this or Doom Switch. I'm assuming Doom Switch, right? Doom Switch over yeah. this, yeah. The one thing I wanted to mention though is they. They do like a similar style vocal to I think it's Blood Moon, which is song a deathcore song on one of their I forget what the t- album's called. It's the one with the purple on it. <laughs> um, um, fuck. <laughs> I don't I don't know what what the album's called. I can't remember, but it sounds so similar to the song Blood Moon. I encourage you guys to check it out. It's the part where. He says, sinking deeper, yet pull me from the depths. Please hold me close, never let me go. Uh, I think it was, it's like, it's like so similar. I thought that was really cool. I thought, I think it's a reference, honestly. <laughs> Just in the style of vocal. Interesting. It's crazy. Like, I never would have expected to say this, but Make Them Suffer might be dropping a top 10 album of this year. Between this and you know, Switch. They're over a million now. Yeah, really? it's crazy. It's insane to me. Damn. Holy shit, Doom Switch is at 7.5 million plays already. What the yeah. fuck? Dude, no, now I, I, feel, I feel like Make Them Suffer a hella, like, climb in the ranks. Like, they are getting some real traction right now. Dayseekers yeah. at over a million. They are... Gold. They are under Northlane 
on this upcoming tour with Parkway Drive, and Northlane is like half the amount of listeners, which is crazy yeah. to me because Northlane's like one of those original Aussie bands. <laughs> yeah, I guess Make Them Suffer is pretty old too. Yeah, I, I forget how old they are sometimes. <laughs> it's it's the Bad Omens effect though. Like if you look I, at actually, that, you're, it's kind of true. <laughs> like because they're they and Dayseeker are both over a million now and thousand below went from what 150 180 thousand or 400 thousand monthly listeners like that whole tour all the supporting acts performed phenomenally or at least so i've heard for thousand below (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like that's really paying off that when you land a fan base as dedicated as bad omens they're gonna stream your music and i think it's honestly great that Bands like Make Them Suffer, Dayseeker, Thousand Below are getting the exposure through Bad Omens that they finally deserve. Not to say that their success is only attributed to Bad Omens. Like, don't get me wrong, the quality of music is there. It was just, I feel like, never really reflected in their monthly listeners. And now we're starting to see talent get recognized on a larger scale that, you know, we in the scene have known about for much longer. The last point I want to make here before we move on is the delivery on See You When You Hit The Bottom is fucking nasty and i love it it's so fucking good i like the I... the clean chorus but or not chorus line by uh alex right before uh i guess it's before the breakdown I don't, it's not really a breakdown <laughs> yeah breakdown ish yeah yeah i i can't say for certain that ghost of me is my favorite song of may but it's in contention for it as one of my favorites for sure that takes us to Conquer Divide, dropping their brand new song, Welcome to Paradise. This also came with, finally, the album announcement. Finally. Their new album, Slow Burn, will be coming in September. And need I remind you all that Conquer Divide was my prediction for album of the year back in December of last year when I was looking at what band do I think is going to drop my album of the year 2023? My prediction was Conquer Divide. What was and mine? I don't remember. I don't remember. Shit. Um, but I have been I patiently been waiting. <laughs> I have been patiently waiting for Conquer Divide to come out and announce this goddamn album and they finally did it. No way, I said I see stars. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that. I think I, think I did it, too. Yeah, I think you did too. Oh, boy. I can't <laughs> anyways, wait to say positive anyways. things later. <laughs> sorry, to interu- sorry to interrupt, Jake. The album announcement is here. This is one of my most anticipated albums for the rest of the year, obviously. However, the album announcement also did reveal that Chemicals or Chemical and Messi are not going to be on the album, unfortunately. And I think that lowers its chances because if those two songs are on the album, oh boy, it is very likely to be in that like top three contention at the very least. You and me both. Like, my God, all those singles were so good. Now, not to say that the rest of the album isn't going to stack up to that level because my God, Conquer Divide have such an insane track record at this point that (laughs) they very well could just top all of it. I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, however, I do think this song is... It's good. It's great, even. I don't think it's as strong as Atonement. 
And it's it's like borderline. I'll trade blows with Paralyzed. I did not listen to Paralyzed a ton, but I go back to Paralyzed and I'm like, holy fuck, this song is incredible. Whereas this song, it feels very technical almost. And I don't feel like it's as replayable because of it. Not just because of its song length, but I feel like the flow is a little bit unpredictable. And it's a very cool song to listen to. Mm-hmm. I love the riff at like the two minute, 40 second mark ish. I, I love how chunky that gets. I think uh, Kiroli's vocals are incredible. Her queens in the chorus are just so elegant. But as a whole, I don't think this is as strong as some of their previous singles. However, it's still a very safe bet to lock this in top 10 album of the year at this point. Like, I, I am finding it very hard to argue any sort of argument that Conquer Divide are not going to be dropping one of the best metalcore albums of this year. This definitely feels to me like a track four or track seven type of song. You know, I'm that, pretty sure oh, it is track four. Okay, that makes sense. I'm with. I'm it. pretty sure. I got I that vibe the track instantly when I heard this. I'm like, this is definitely a bridge somewhere on the album. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know how much sense it makes as a single, but it's still a phenomenal song. And even you know, as much as I'm sad that Chemical and Messi aren't going to be on the album. I'm glad that we now have two slots for new Conquer Divide songs that I can yes. appreciate alongside Messi and Kenneth. Yes, and that is true. My, Messi made my top 10 of 2021, but, you know, Chemical, I can't believe Chemical is three years old at this point. It's crazy. Ugh. I don't know, I feel old. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this album quality will make up for the way that it's made me feel elderly. <laughs> I have no doubt that it will. I'm so stoked to this album, man. You and me both. Speaking of quality, Justin, how about you tell us about this next one? Shocked you said that. Uh, we got a new <laughs> band for their podcast out of Paris, France, because I'm on my bullshit, as always. Uh, this band is called Ashen with their song Angel. I'm with Derek here. The shit bangs. Hell yeah. Jacob? Did we lose uh... him? <laughs> He's like, mm, All right, I, I understand. I, I understand. I, I, I refuse to answer. I think you have a three. I think, you know what? I've determined, because I was going to say, this is weird for me, because I normally don't like French music, like French <laughs> scene music. And I've come to determine that every country that was a part of a land invasion in World War II, I don't enjoy. Like, if your music comes from their country... Bro, listen to Landmarks. Okay, yeah, there are exceptions. It's a French rapping song all the time. But, like, German metalcore, right? I can't name you Uh, a band out of Italy. You know, Russia, what are they doing? Who knows? France, it's all coming together. I've cracked the code. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> but yeah, there are exceptions. I thought like we butter, butter the bread with butter. Of this conversation. <laughs> you know, if we butter the bread with butter is the only German band that I can consistently enjoy, I feel like there's a separate conversation <laughs> to be had. Electric Cowboy. No. <laughs> what about... Um, yeah, let's talk about Alice. Alice. No, wait, Future wait, wait. Palace. There's one, there's, there's one more. Uh-huh. But I, I forget what country they're from. It's uh, Chunk No Captain Chunk. They're from France. I like one Chunk No Captain Chunk song. 
Bro, I thought you loved that album. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. It's all falling apart. Europe stocks are down. <laughs> That's, this I is stop, let's talk about this Ashen. Anyway, so shout out to Ashen for being a European seed act that I can enjoy because this shit fucks. What do you like about it? The chorus. You know, yeah, the chorus. It's and so also massive. This like surprise kind of breakdown sort of thing. And I, I'm not usually a fan of these types of vocals. And I think that that's honestly, to me, a lot of times where where bands outside of like native English speaking countries lose me is I feel like sometimes they try to sing in English and their accent from their you know native language kind of gets in with it. And sometimes oh. it doesn't always hit for me. I'm not having that same problem here. And even like the vocal style too, isn't something I'd always attach to. The song feels like a, for lack of a better word, we'll get on this later, but it, it almost feels like an anomaly that like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts in that when these things normally come together, like the factors going into the song, I feel like on paper, it would usually be a miss for me. But mm-hmm. with the way that the delivery and everything goes across here, I honestly really like this. This was my biggest surprise of the month. Cool. Yeah, I was, um, I've, Followed this band since they dropped nowhere back in November, um, but we had a shit ton to talk about that month, so I didn't include it for the recap. But this one is really good, really good single. Um, you can definitely tell there's quite a bit of um, for in my opinion, I I think I can see a lot of um, motionless and white influence. Mm. Wow. I, I kind of see an- it. I another see life, it. another life type of thing. Right? Yeah, an- another life. Yeah. Yeah. essentially um, i loved how the chorus like intertwined with the breakdown at the very end of the song it just completely created a whole new dynamic and it wasn't like okay chorus breakdown final chorus fade out type of thing it was like chorus breakdown but then you also like overlay the chorus on the breakdown at like a different pacing and it, it was just super sick i also think his voice really works well for a mixture of cleans and unclean vocals yeah. where you mm-hmm. get a lot of vocalists that it almost seems like night and day where this it feels like just a perfect harmony between the two comes out to be pretty pretty well done jake how about caskets. You this next one yeah some controversial yeah. maybe caskets have dropped their new single more than misery featuring Tony smith of the word alive This also came with the album announcement for their sophomore album, Reflections, coming out in August, almost exactly two years after Lost Souls. I don't think this album is shaping up to be as strong as Lost Souls, but this is by far the best single for this album cycle. That is true. I think it's interesting that they added uh, Telly on the song with uh, Misery in the name. (laughs) That's kind of poetic, honestly. That reminds me, actually, for whatever reason, there were a lot of references to misery in songs yeah, this month. Yeah, I was going to get into that later, nope. but... I there, think there's we left a, the episode title. There's another song named Misery later in this playlist, and there's another song with misery in the title that I didn't put in the playlist that released this month. There are at least three songs with misery in the title that released in May, which is weird, but so whatever. Weird. This song is great. This is... What I want out of Caskets. Matt sounds incredible. I love the way that the first chorus goes into the sick guitar riff uh, before the second verse. It's chunky. It's heavy. 
uh, but like not with like any harsh vocals over. It's just an enjoyable riff. I think Telly's feature in the breakdown is incredible. Um, the vocal delivery on "But I Was Born to Break Free" and "You Will Never Break Me" is fantastic. Overall, I'm very happy with this song. I don't think it stacks up to a lot of Lost Souls, but I agree. this is still a very enjoyable song and one that I spent a lot of time with this month. This band is at 1.6 million. Which is crazy. That is what? insane. I can't even <laughs> believe that. How did that happen? Where did it Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when they got so many monthly listeners. Holy shit. So I, remember, I remember they hit like 500,000. We were like, oh, yeah, that's pretty big. We remember when they were at like 20,000. Like, <laughs> we're the OGs. We're we the are. OGs. I feel like I don't deserve to be an OG. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derek's been shitting on this band since the beginning. Well, I don't even want to not say shitting, that. but I don't but think like I've ever shit on disliking, disliking. Yeah, this didn't change that. I think that this is still the same caskets that I don't really enjoy. But I am mixed. They are, if nothing else, consistent. The problem is that this is like the same similar sound that they've dropped that hasn't really changed sounds good but telly's you know telly's um unclean uh breakdown really makes me kind of want different ranges from matt in his music yeah especially live and i reference this a lot but when in in a live setting where He's able to hit those different vocal dynamics. It's great, but not in, you know, the newer stuff he drops. And it's it's getting to a point where it's getting too much of the same thing, and it's all blending together. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what I like and dislike from the last two singles compared to this one. Counter argument: I enjoy the song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, like, on, on a more real note, on, on a more real note though, I feel like Caskets are one of the best bands doing post-hardcore without any harsh vocals, and I feel like that's a very small subsection of bands that are doing that. Cuz I feel like most bands in post-hardcore will do a harsh vocal breakdown or harsh vocal like undertone backing vocals somewhere. I feel like Caskets are the exception in that they don't do it and that's part of what makes me love them for it because i can't, i don't feel like i can get this sound from any other bands especially with this level of quality hmm. you're also talking to the guy who loves amaranth and they've released the same album for eight years in a row <laughs> oh yeah no so... I'm, I'm not surprised <laughs> with what you say if we want to talk about quality true justin how about you tell us about this next one yeah, our friends that never tell drop their next banger of a single titled Feed the Machine. This is different. Yeah. Yeah, this is they good said, this Yeah, is they mentioned bad. going up into this it would be different. Um, and that's what we said a lot when we reviewed the um the album that they dropped uh, a couple of years back was a lot of different sound. And this is kind of hearkening back to a lot of like either back on me or all I am, where it's kind of like a different mm. sound. I was going to say life like this. This is like, if life, life like, like this, this, yeah, if life like this was longer and like a more normal structured song, this is what it would sound like. And I love it. 
Oh yeah. The the rap verse is flames. That's my favorite part of the song. When Raw comes in at like the one minute forty second mark and he starts doing his thing and the, the drums are like super groovy, you get a little bit of the guitar and bass in the background, it's just I love that shit. I love that shit. It's also like I also love it's an instrumental change too, which is really yeah. cool. I also love like the drum and bass kind of bridge breakdown. It's not even a breakdown. Mm. It's it's just like a drum and bass bridge at the end of the song that yeah. I think is sick. Uh just it's not a sound that you typically hear. And I think it works great, especially when they are kind of treading water with the other electronic elements and the rap and hip hop vocals and all that kind of stuff. It's just the blend that this band is able to bring together is so unique. They've got a really good mixing down. Mm. Um, not in just this, but in Modified. And when the remix is dropped for Modified as well, there's a lot of different elements that they're able to do with those kind of sounds. I have adored more and more of the remix album since that dropped. And I kind of hope we get something similar with this. I'm for sure they confirmed we are, um, especially with the modified release or remixes that dropped. Um, this feels like it needs one, like a remix of sort or reimagining, because it can go like so many different directions. I think that definitely, I also want to say as a band that, you know, didn't they're they're up to three hundred and twenty five thousand monthly listeners, which mm-hmm. I attribute in part like I'll be I'll just they're still independent, like right? I think so. That's crazy. Yeah, they're they're still independent. They uh, recently played Welcome to Rockville, um, which mm-hmm. I listened to their entire set from. It was fucking great. It sounded phenomenal, even though Jeremy was sick. I think that they are definitely underrated in the scene as one of the most versatile bands. Yes. That is out there. I mean, between, you know, the R&B clean vocals, kind of leaning post-hardcore, and then we've got the rap, we've got the electronic elements. They are, it really feels like no matter what this band experiments with, they do it successfully. Mm. And like, this is, you know, obviously it's similar to some of their older stuff, but it's similar or dissimilar to a lot of their newer stuff. And, you know, they're finally, I guess, getting the some of the notice noticing and acceptance that they deserve. I know no reverse and all good are getting lots of streams, you know, three, four years after the fact that they dropped, which is mm-hmm. great. They have, re- I've gotten, they have a really good TikTok presence. I was going to say, yeah, between TikTok and reels, I've seen their stuff, you know, just randomly. And it's given me a new appreciation for no reverse as well. So it's oh, yeah. working, <laughs> but I, even with that, jump in their monthly listeners i still don't think that they've deserve or reached all that they deserve yet and i really I really 100 yeah with this and modified and hopefully they'll be attached to something and then it'll drop and they'll start to shoot up and see the same success like we talked about earlier that you know thousand below make them suffer basically they've all seen this rise to you know, we don't want to say fame, but you know what I mean. Mm. That that never tells popularity. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh yeah. As as soon as they're on like a, a really good um tour, like they're gonna blow up. Yeah, this band supporting from ashes to new around the come, US. Come to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> got another new band for the podcast. We've got Glass Heart with their song Colorblind.
<laughs> they put a U in the color. I'm so proud well, of them. They're, they're from the UK, yeah. Good. <laughs> this is like, on them. This is like post hardcore in a song. You've got the the glass heart, which I feel like is the name of like five different post hardcore yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And then you've got colorblind, which is also the name yeah. of like five different post hardcore songs. <laughs> Yeah, and then this sounds like a really good post-hardcore song. This is like the post-hardcore song. This is like if a band called like My Demons released a metalcore song called Undertow. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, this was this my single of the month. This is deservedly your single it's of the month because so this last good. I found this band um, a while back when their Weathered EP dropped last year. Um, we'd never got a real good chance to talk about it. But this single dropped and it's reinvigorated my my admiration for this band. Um, they're a Welsh post-hardcore band that was formed 2019. And they've got an incredible amount of style and vocal delivery. There's two different vocalists. Um, I believe, that, from what I remember correctly from what the vocalist told me when I mentioned their song on Twitter, I think the Cleans vocalist also did the Uncleans on this song. Ooh, impressive. I think so. They have an unclean vocalist in the song as in the band as well. I think it's a guitarist or something. I'm sure I'll be corrected wrong because that's that's my shtick and that's fun. Um but overall, like fantastic song. Um I get to some of the parts I I like. Um the verses, his vocal delivery on the verses alone are fantastic. Um the chorus are we running out of time? Now we're falling from the sky. Can't believe my eyes seen it all. Now we're colorblind. Blame me if you want. It won't be long. Time ain't no alibi. Sing it. Now we're colorblind. Um, that's really good. But my favorite part of the song is in the second verse where the instrumental shift goes into that heavier sound and the vocals are um, now we're dancing in the fire as we watch the flames burn. You can hear like an unclean no, no in the background. Any band that does like harsh, unclean vocals mixed in with clean vocals is an instant ad for me, and I'm unapologetic about that. <laughs> um, overall, fantastic song. Um, I believe they have an EP coming out this year, and if that's the case, like instant, probably top five. Definitely a not a top ten contender I expected, but after having heard this, anything is possible. Jake, you want to upset me with a bad opinion? This song's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. Okay, well, I, that's number, is that number four? That's number four. <laughs> wait, wait, Jake, does that mean that you like this one? Are you what? saying Jake or Jacob? Wait, no, I said Jacob. Did I oh, say I heard Jake? Jake. You said Jake. <laughs> oh, I must have cut out. Or maybe I'm gaslighting myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like Jake, honestly. I'm indifferent. Sigh. It's I want right. to know how you right. how you I got you, Derek. <laughs> I want to know how you guys uh read out what the title of this next song is. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh <laughs> so your neighbors have dropped their newest single. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. 
what we need, Jake, in in the podcast, Yo, we need to do that the the exclamation sound effect from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> you don't want to know how many times I've used that sound effect across the amount of videos I've had to do over the past year. That is like oh, probably God. my most used sound effect. Actually, yeah. Can you edit over my rant with that? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Make a, make a time I'll stamp. I'm going to type right now in the chat. Hopefully you can figure it out. <laughs> Three exclamation points is the name of the song. So I want to read you guys the artist description for your neighbors really quickly. Uh, your neighbors is headed by an insecure, low-rent, drunken has-been with high expectations and a damning sense of self-awareness. He hires world-class producers and extremely talented musicians to make up for his lack of instrumental prowess and shallow lyrics. From dad rock to hip-hop, he hopes to find a foothold in the music world by throwing almost anything at the wall and hoping someone will stick. Almost monthly, he plans on releasing new songs inspired by artists who are miles ahead of him creatively. If you don't like the most recent release, don't worry. He will probably do a 180 and ruin another genre for you next month. <laughs> so, that is so awesome. I, I found this band through a friend of mine who also makes music. And that is a very apt description because this band has released everything from metalcore to like shoegaze to indie pop. And I would guess I would call this indie pop. I'm not really sure, but this band has definitely made rock music in the past. They've done hip hop. I mean, they're, again, there's nothing that this band won't do. And I think that this song is honestly like going to be one of my songs of the summer type of thing, because it is just such a tremendous, undeniable vibe. It's groovy. It's bouncy. It's I, I want to call it wavy. And that makes sense to me, but I feel like that's a very weird way to describe a song. But, you know, I obviously the lyrics are very surface level, and I'm pretty sure it's just about trying to get a girl that you like to come back to have sex with you again. But the, the vibe itself is is very mellow and chill, and I really, really enjoyed this. And I was hoping maybe that one of you guys would too. If not, don't worry. Again, he'll pull a 180 next month. I'll get you guys to something eventually. But I thought this smacked. And this is definitely like a Windows Down type of song I'm going to be playing all summer. It's all right. Fuck. <laughs> Justin. I didn't get to it. Oh, Jacob. It's, it's all right. Oh. <laughs> Jake and I are on the same day. Okay. My heart will I, go we on. won't be later though. Sorry, later. I'm used to that. <laughs> Don't worry, Derek. It's all right, Justin. You and me, we got solidarity this episode. Let's go. I just did the Wakanda Forever pose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, Here There's we just... go. <laughs> oh. I see stars are finally back. After what, six years, seven years? Six. It's been it's been five years technically with that acoustic treehouse EP, which is really good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So six <laughs> years, seven. No, seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. With two new singles, titled "Anomaly" and "Drift." This 
band should have stayed dead. <laughs> and that is a very harsh statement that reflects exactly how I feel about Phoenix. I Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like, New Demons is like a top 10 album of all time. Yeah. And th- I'm saying this band should have stayed gone. <laughs> that That is... There has never been a time... Now, granted, I was only in, we'll say, the scene for the release of the Treehouse EP. But having gone back, listened to a lot of music from the other times, there has never been an instance where this band was not ahead of the curve. And I feel like it really showed in the creativity of everything that they dropped. Treehouse is a creative masterpiece, and I think the culmination of all their previous albums. And you would think with people as tremendously creative as um, Devin Oliver is, having released a bunch of different types of music as Shy Beast, showing, hey, I'm still a great producer, like I can do anything. To wait seven years and come back with two, what I feel are very boring. They, they don't even feel like Icy Stars. No. No, it's it's not innovative. You know, there are electronic elements, but this isn't at all in the same vein as the rest of their discography and not in like a, oh, we're branching out in a good way type of thing. And we're branching out in a safe, very mediocre way. Anomaly sounds like a Bad Omens reject song, which I guess makes sense because they're going on tour. And I think that to me is the other thing that I don't know what came first, the tour or the song. But I feel like this is going to play very well live to Bad Omens fans. And I, mm-hmm. I like that going on tour with Bad Omens has enabled bands like Make Them Suffer to, to rise in popularity and gain what they Well, they, they have to play older songs, too. Right, they absolutely. Can't. Yeah. What, what, I w- what I meant in that is that I don't want bands to try and sound like Bad Omens just right. because they're going on tour with them. I want the tour to bring success to their sound not for them to change their sound for the tour to try and find success. Right. And I feel like that's what happened here because these, these don't have the intricacies of what I would expect from a group as talented and as innovative as I see stars. They're fine. I don't like hate them, but if I'm going to wait seven years for a massively creative band who dropped one of my favorite albums of all time in Treehouse to come back, I don't want it to be this. I, I want it to be something that meets or exceeds their previous material, not something that feels like it falls short of it. And, he, Devin also does this uh, weird, like, yelling thing in both songs. Yeah, especially in that Drift, it's, right? it's like, yeah, it's in, it's in both, but mainly in Drift. Yeah. Um, it's like he's not even, it feels so emotionless. Yeah. It's like between it's not even like between a sing and a scream. It's just like he's talking really loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the main thing that cuz I I was honestly quite enjoying Drift until it happens, but that takes me out of the song and the experience every time. It uh, this these songs feel like to me the first thing that came to my mind was like a rookie mistake type of thing. Like this is like this feels like a miss that a band early on in their career would have not a band that's over a decade deep has had seven years to come back with this. The, like you're telling me this is what I get after seven years of new material. 
I know that they're more talented than this. This feels like selling out almost. It's, it's so soulless. It's There's no it's, identity to it. It's either you die a hero or live yourself. Live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I feel like that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, with that said, I have heard a little birdie has told me that Justin may entirely disagree with us. Call, call. <laughs> 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 that long spiel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I'm playing devil's advocate, and <laughs> I think Anomaly is pretty all right to listen to, but I also kind of agree with where you guys stand. Mm. Um, it's not like I'm going to argue against it or anything like that because you guys are wholly right. Um, I thought Anomaly sounded good. Drift? No. <laughs> okay, the <laughs> quickest no. <laughs> Just no. Um, other other than that, like Anomaly's been out of my playlist. It's been the one that I've been listening to quite a bit. But you're right, it definitely kind of breeds something that's different from what Treehouse was. But um, I will hold. I mean, I don't have as much history with this band as you two do, so. That might be our problem as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess now is a good time for me to speak up because I don't have very much of a history with this band. I like running with scissors. I remember giving Treehouse one full listen in like 2019 and not really enjoying it very much and kind of never went back to it or any of their other material. Anomaly's fine. Drift is fine. I added them both to my playlist and then listened to them like twice after I... Then I moved on. Yeah. And now we're moving on. <laughs> was that a transition? It was a transition. I don't know <laughs> oh, if Jake was actually done or not. <laughs> going further, <laughs> we're drifting down, going further down some rivers. We've got First and Forever dropping their song Rivers off their upcoming EP, I want to say. If not for me, I believe it's the title. Jake. Yes. Calling you out, you motherfucker. What do you think of this? I am cautiously optimistic about this EP. I think there is potential. Okay. I did not listen to the other singles that were attached to this on Spotify, but this has potential. Yeah, because I, I don't one... think I love this as a single, but I think on an EP, this could fit in and be really good. Mainly calling you out because I tried several times last year to get you. Yeah, to this yeah, band, yeah, yeah. And you didn't. Um, this is a really good pop punk ish band. It's very easy to listen to. Um, doesn't do much else different, but it doesn't really need to, in my opinion. I mean, it just sounds. It's just it's just fun pop punk. Yeah. Um. Oh, the title of the EP is "If We Go Down," and it drops June fourteenth, so next week. I will be listening to that one. Hell yeah. Um, I don't have too much more else to say. I can't. I haven't listened to the other two. I kind of wanted to wait until the EP dropped. So we're in the same boat then. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Uh, Derek, you back? Yes, sir. Lead us into this next one. Archers have dropped their newest single, Say This Sober.
really shout good out. Yeah, shout out to, to Justin for putting me onto this and making me listen to it because definitely wouldn't have gotten around to it as quick as I did. I love, love, love the electronics in this song. I think that they're the selling point. Um, that kind of, I don't even know quite how to put it, electronic groove down i guess <laughs> the electronic down. bridge maybe that. you know at, at one point in the song is i don't want to say perfect but it's it's perfect for me if if it's well if it's the the vibe of the song yeah absolutely i can't find really any fault with this i tried which feels weird to say, but I like I tried to to find some sort of fault in it, and it's just a really, really solid, great song. I think Arch is just pre- like one of those bands that's very consistent with their sound. Mm. Like it's really hard for them to do a bad song. Um, I think Blank and Fort really didn't hit with me when that dropped. Um, but Bitter was really good, and this is on par with Bitter. Um, I don't know if it's attached to anything. I kind of hope it's attached to an album. That'd be cool. They haven't said anything otherwise. So I, I like this it. song. It was fine. I enjoyed it. I thought the lyricism was good, but not something yeah, that I'm gonna throw on repeats for all. I'm really glad I don't have alcohol. I would have taken a drink every time you say it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Justin, I think at least we can unite on this next one. Next two, right. actually. Yeah, take it away. Written by Wolves have dropped a brand new single, Misery. This is off upcoming whatever the fuck they're doing. Probably an album this year. Probably um, an album this year, yes. This is better than Give Em Hell. Uh, it doesn't have as um, crazy of a breakdown, <laughs> but this is clearly the better song in my opinion. Uh, I think I just heard a man die. <laughs> <laughs> if not him, I, then his soul. I'm gonna... gonna... <laughs> I would Yo, say disagree. Can, can, <laughs> can we agree that both songs are good at the very both least? Songs, both songs are okay. great. Like, like they're okay. they're both great. Um, instrumentally, this song is amazing. Like, Rim yeah. by the Wolves has done an incredible job. Um, ever since like the um, whatever I think it was Oh No and whatever the other single was Any Second, Any Second when they dropped, I was kind of kind of concerned for this next album release no give them hell and misery if like put put them back in the spotlight yeah. that i, I have that full I, confidence in this band again oh yeah um i will say give them hell is my favorite just because it does it does more i liked how he included um i think his wife and daughter in the vocals for the for the like anthemic um chants for this song. I thought that was pretty cool. But I think the chorus need needed a little bit more lyrically. Um but it still is really good. Yeah, I love the vocal delivery of the verses particularly. The chorus is infectious, but the vocal delivery on the chorus or not the chorus, the verse where it's 
they made us an offer that we couldn't refuse gave us an inch and we're destined to lose now i'm reading fine print just for something to do hoping beyond hope that there's a loophole or two i love that it's great and the same pacing and structure for the uh verse after it um where it said we'd be connected but we're feeling disowned forgotten frustrated and fucking outgrown uh-huh. just oh it's so good um and then you also get a sick riff in the breakdown as well yeah i was about to say they're two for two for really good breakdowns yeah yeah i feel like i feel like the next single um they're already teasing it for this month june um we haven't heard anything from it yet i feel like it may be uh any second style where it's gonna sound different to these two so i'm curious to see how it's gonna sound but like these two alone like this album's gonna do really fucking well yeah and the band the band's like three hundred thousand monthly listeners they're doing yeah incredible work i i was hesitant to place this band in my predictions for like potential top 10 album of the year contender i don't think i'm fully confident yet but i can be convinced mm-hmm I'm, this is the same band that dropped one of my top three albums of 2019. They can do it again. All I was going to say is this next single. Yep. Time will tell. Time will tell. I think this guy, or written by Wolves, has a very unique sound. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. This is probably outside of their cover of um what is it elastic heart right mm-hmm. i always yeah. get that in plastic heart mixed up this is my favorite written by wolf song i suppose you didn't it. say the one with the trenton woodley feature mine is still oh, demons. that one's good too i don't love it but i think that i've uh, written by wolves another jake justin combo band that i've been waiting to to sell me and i think they're finally trending that way so thank god hopefully you know, even if I even, I like this a lot, I don't find myself super attached to it. Hopefully, this will bring about a couple others that I can finally sell myself on. It's rare, but sometimes Jake and I share one brain cell, and it's great. <laughs> yep, yep. Like in uh, this next song, we've got East Capri coming back off their last EP with a new song called Clean Out. This band leveled the fuck up. Oh, absolutely. Holy shit. This song's fantastic. This is one of the best choruses I have heard all year, period. It's so different compared to their last EP. Like It is so different, but it is so fucking good. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. Like, um I don't know where this rap rock style came from, but give me more of it, please. It suits them so well. Um, yeah. They did mention this would be a new era, so if this is where they keep going, keep it the fuck up. The mixture of like the rap, rock kind of style vocals with um, harsh uncleans going into like the later down of the song, chorus as you mentioned is really fucking good. Um, yeah, I've, I've got the lyrics for it, so I think lyrically it's pretty nice too. Only turn it up when you think there's a handout. Just a bandwagon friend. Now I stand out. All these people that I now gotta clean out. Just it's so the the delivery on it is so smooth with the guitar riff that's under it. 
being so groovy. It's just this is one of my most listened to songs of the month, and I am I I just I I almost want like I can't get enough of it. Like this is easily one of my favorite songs of the month. It also doesn't overstay its welcome. It's only yeah. it's less than it's three less than three and a half minutes. It's really good. Uh, the lyrics in the breakdown, the breakdown as well is good. Overall, East Capri changed like their sound for the better, in my opinion. And I'm excited to see what this next era is going to lead into. This is another band where I think an EP is coming out from it. And I'm really curious to see how the rest of the material is going to sound. Uh believe that leads us into the next one. This is a another new band for the podcast, Night Rider made up of ex-members of Affiance and Ice Nine Kills uh, mm. with their new song, Cold War, featuring Ryan Kirby of Fit for a King. This band, um, I, I showed this band to a couple of the guys here. Um, with their uh, debut singles, Collar and Antithesis. Um, Antithesis being my favorite of the two. Um, and this just leads into such a really good vibey style that they've got. I need this band to drop an EP like yesterday. <laughs> um, they It's from what I was looking into. Um, this is going to be attached to an album. Not slated. Or first. an album. I'll yeah. fucking take an album too. Yeah, it's not slated for this year, um, but there's going to be new material coming out this year. Um, so more than likely, we'll see an album from them next year or the year after. They haven't really planned out when the next big material is. They're just kind of filling their catalog. Yeah, this is great. I don't have a ton to add, but this is just solid all around. Great clean vocals. The Ryan Kirby feature it fits right in. I, I love how after the course and then like, you kind of get that like gritty tone in the guitars and you're like, Oh, Ryan Kirby's about to come. Like, you can tell, <laughs> oh, yeah. you can tell when Ryan Kirby's about to step up to the mic. Um, which it, it, I really liked that. Um, just overall, this song's the complete package. Uh, another mm-hmm. small little band definitely worth paying attention to. I would definitely keep an eye on them. Um, go back and listen to the singles as well. Cause collar is much heavier. Uh, antithesis is, kind of some more sounding to this and i think all around it's three really good songs from clearly very talented musicians derek what did you think of this it's okay i know it's i'm with derek we were on our wavelength for a while justin i know and i i think it's all right the queen vocals sound a little too epic for me it's a little too howard jonesy that that is a good way i love that term because it just makes so much sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's not even like I, I don't don't get me wrong uh i still think the song is fine and that's not a knock on like night rider themselves mm-hmm. like this is i to me this is an objectively good song for my personal taste it's not hitting the mark at all right no i respect it I do think, though, that like whatever they have coming next is going to be really good. Oh, absolutely. Undoubtedly. 
speaking of really good, we've got another new band for the podcast. Because again, my bullshit, my bad. Never ends. Unhinged. <laughs> I'm absolutely unhinged, and that's what I'm here for. We've got Forged in Fire uh, featuring Project Vila with their single, Caged. Curious to see what everyone else thinks on this. I'm a little eh? surprised that you are into this. Yeah, so this... I've, I, I've listened to this band um, when they had Varsity feature on a single. Mm. Um, I'm an idiot and forgot to include them, the December recap, but we also had a shit ton to talk about during that. So, Or was it the January recap? It was one of those two. Um that that's still like my favorite Forged and Fire song because it really blends the two um, features well together, and I think this also is no different. I think this is a really good blending of the two vocal styles from these two bands. This is another one that I'm feeling just okay on, but mm-hmm. I will say I think that this is more just okay than the Night Rider song. I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. a good thing or not. Knight Rider Whoa. song is definitely better than this, in my opinion. Yeah. I will say, um, give that Varsity song with them. It's titled Memories. Give that a listen. Um, it's really good. Uh, one of my favorites from like any of the newer bands I've listened to recently. Um, it's one song that I always go back to. So, um, I just wanted to shout out this band. You know, they, they've got a good style. Um, it may sound a little bit too much like other stuff, but that's fine. Because I like how it sounds. I don't apologize. So the caskets argument. <laughs> yeah, but they can at least do different vocal dynamics, and that's fine. So the caskets argument. Bite you. Alright, bet uh, next time. Next time on Meetup, bet. <laughs> absolutely. Alright, All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Holding Absence have dropped a brand new single and also announced their new album. A new song is called False Dawn. I think this is better than A Crooked Melody, and I also believe that I'm the only one. That's number five. Yep. (laughs) Uh, so anyway, this song is great. Uh, the chorus of I'll let you down again, I'll let you down again, oh, is just an earworm. It's infectious. It is hitting that emotional chord in my heart way more than a crooked melody is. And that's kind of all I have to say. Uh, the only other thing I have to say is that the upcoming album is called The Noble Art of Self-Destruction. And my God, what an incredible album title. One of the best album titles I have heard in a long time. I'm sorry, I have to read some lyrics for Jake, because I think I think he's a little bit twisted in the brain hole. His map is a little bit lost here. A little twisted in he the brain hole. He needs a map. Oh, insane. we're going back to this. <laughs> I've got I've started thinking that where the devil on the shoulder is crying wolf tonight. I've started thinking that he's right. How could the sum of someone else's life be them believing their own lies? Sorry, there's a reason why criminality is better than this, but this is also, in my opinion, I am loving this style of holding absence and what they're leading into this next album cycle 
more than I did when um, the greatest greatest, greatest yeah. mistake of my life dropped. You and that both. was that was even like a top ten album for me when that dropped. So this has potential to be like one of my favorite albums this year. Yeah, I I think Jake is entirely wrong about this versus a crooked <laughs> melody, but I also see where he's coming from because yeah. I think a crooked melody is like if a crooked melody for me is like a nine point five, I think this is treading in closely behind at a nine, and I think holding absence are doing phenomenal album cycle. I love this song. Personally, I think it's this and a crooked melody between the two, I think really showcase the peaks of what holding absence has shown in the past that they can be capable of. But it's much more like Justin was saying, much more consistent, I guess, and upfront this cycle that it makes my hopes higher for this album. Also, this band is over uh, one million. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, they deserve, they deserve it. it. They deserve Thank it. Thank God, yeah. man. As I don't love every be. song this band puts out, but they absolutely deserve it. Well, yeah. you know, and I think not to like, I'm going back to Bad Omens because they toured, the Holding Absence toured with Daysica, right? And like Thornhill mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you go to Bad Omens to, oh, this Dayseeker band is pretty cool. Holding Absence is kind of similar, but it's going to get recommended after Dayseeker, obviously, because they tour together. Suddenly you've got this incredible gateway band bringing other similarly incredibly vocally talented bands onto that same sort of success train with them it's so neat to see how the scene in general has gained in popularity over a year thanks in part to you know the success of some bands and just the inherent talent of others oh it's that's awesome i'm really happy to see bands like this get a million that's crazy both holding absence and uh caskets are bigger on Spotify, at least, than Dayseeker now. Yeah. And they toured under them on yeah. that, that tour. All the ends are doing really good. Yep. Bowda Cashew, the newest <laughs> single by Bill Murray. It's fine. I agree. I do think I've seen so much of this lately, and I'm I'm just gonna mention it now. I think Bill Murray is ahead of the curve with like all the genre bending, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's no no different in this song. I agree. I think that we are at the point where some bands, in terms of levels of experimentation. Either they're starting to catch up to Bill Murray or Bill Murray has started to dial it back in a way that this is very definitively a Bill Murray song to me. But, yeah. and I think that this is better than whatever that last one was. Um, what was the last <laughs> single that dropped? This is the first single of whatever's coming out. Oh, next. shit. I'm thinking of All Gas. All right. My bad. Yeah. Um, all, all so next. I think that. This is, why do I remember us talking about a Bill Murray song a month ago? Maybe it's because this why came out. Wait, I remember that too, though. What? Like, right? Like, I'm not sure. Mandela. We definitely <laughs> talked about it. I could have sworn we did too. Losing our minds. Wait, um, I'm going to check the High Mind Radio recap. Probably. Playlist. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I just, I, I, I feel like this to me isn't the full extent 
of what Bill Murray is capable of. And I usually expect the lead single for Bill Murray album cycles to be something different. And like it was for um, whatever it's called. Uh, why can't I remember the name of the song? Uh, the lead single for Goblin Hours. Horn Fed Yetis. No. The Void Approacheth. Void Approacheth. Then I'm thinking about the album before that. I am. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Lord Farquaadzilla. My bad. <laughs> um, but... All these names are so hilarious. <laughs> so, I, I expect it to be something different. Whereas this, this feels like a song off of. Um, I think Rich Sips, which dropped in either 2019 or 2020. That hmm. if if the Bill Murray experimentation curve was going upwards in terms of creativity now i feel like with this single i've started to see that peak trend downwards and you know this is a fine bill murray song don't get me wrong i don't, I don't think that he's dropped a, a bad song or even just an okay song uh in a couple of years but i expect something different and and new out of the gate and to me this isn't different nor new so my expectations have been subverted a little bit and i'm left wanting See, I will say, this is probably my favorite leading up um, Bill Murray single. And uh, we'll talk about all guests next month. Um, but I'm really liking how the direction of this compared to uh, Goblin Hours. Mm. I will say I that think... Goblin Hours to me didn't have a lot of staying power. Like I've I've got like five out of the seven or however many songs from that album in my playlist, and I haven't touched them once besides shuffle since i heard them so i i think i like the this is kind of going off on a tangent but i think mm -hmm. goblin hours is better than 400 pound back squat i agree i think even if i haven't revisited i just got done saying i don't revisit those songs but that the fact that I even added them to my playlist is better than a lot of more than i can say for a lot of songs of 400 pound back squat I'm yeah, three I'm, Bill Murray albums yeah. deep at this point, and I think I've just come to the conclusion I don't really like Bill Murray. <laughs> Bro, you it's gotta been, listen to it's Rich been, It's been three years of just being whelmed by every single release, pretty much. I was whelmed. Just extremely whelmed. Not, like, it's... I haven't heard a bad Bill Murray song. Like you said. Uh, .mp4. But... Yeah. That's my I reaction also just, to think. I also just haven't really heard a great Bill Murray song, to my ears anyway. Uh, all right. Derek, take it away, this next one. <laughs> we got a new podcast. What do we what do we call them? Podcast babies, podcast children. Darling. Podcast darling. Podcast darling. There we go. Podcast baby. Uh we don't need more children. <laughs> Real. Zeal has dropped their debut single, Rediscover. So, I don't know where this band is from. They're either like definitely from like Missouri or Sweden, and I can't, I don't know which it is. <laughs> um, but this is a debut single, and I was floored when I heard this because this to me doesn't sound like a debut single at all. It is, no. it is so 
polished and refined and the mixing is so crisp instrumentally it is extremely impressive and i think that if i had a gripe with this song it would be the structure of it i think it's maybe a little all over the place not not in like a i have no idea where this is going type of way but it's maybe a little more frog structured than i would like love but i think that the talent here is undeniable and for a band that you know at the time we added them they only had 50 monthly listeners now they're up to i think 250 for a band this small to start off this strong on paper out of the gate is really impressive to me and i am very excited to see where this band goes because at this point i feel like they've got their sound and if they refine the song structure a little bit, not necessarily that they need to, but I think that if they do so in a way that makes it a little more accessible, we're going to see a breakout hit from them very, very soon. And I don't remember the last time that I saw a band this promising. Derek? Uh, to answer it, they're, they're from Milwaukee, by the way. Damn it, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> Get fucked. They're not hey too far off. Where is Milwaukee again? Michigan. Okay, perfect. So it's kind I of it what? What? No, even I know this, Justin. You're wrong. I'm Canadian, and I know you're wrong. What? So where is Milwaukee? It, I still it, have an answer. It's <laughs> Jake, Jake or, right. or is Wisconsin? I was reading as an M. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Okay. Jake is right. Sorry, right. I'm list, I'm listed well, today. Apparently, Wisconsin is like the Missouri of the Northern Midwest. So you know, it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> No, My stance on this song is that I am it's already. <laughs> it's fine. However, I it's am grouping fine. this band in with Era. This is prog metalcore that has the potential to bang. But you know how I feel about Era and how it's almost too proggy for me sometimes. That's kind of how I feel about this. Mm. Or it's letter name all caps. Era. Yeah, it's it's almost a little too proggy. I don't love the harsh vocals. The female vocals feel a little too muted for me, mm. and it feels era ish. Yeah, the vo- the the clean vocals are very um, atmospheric, and that is a feature that I feel like le- lends itself to both prog and like, black metal, which I know that you are not a fan of either. So. <laughs> I am selectively a fan of prog. <laughs> yeah, for a debut single, this is still very promising. I have followed and will be keeping my eye out on this band. Uh, shout out, I think Space on Travel is where I saw this, which is weird because I haven't had any of their videos recommended to me on my feed forever, and this one popped up. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll watch it. So I figured it might be a sign. Sure enough, it was. The algorithm got me. I'm a victim of the algorithm. We talked earlier about how Icy Stars shouldn't have come back. Jacob, how about you now we're going to talk about a band, about a band yeah. that should have come back and they did. Finally, Bless the Fall are back and they have released their new single, Wake the Dead. Which, I'm just going to guess here, 
but I think this is going to be like a 10-year anniversary of Hollow Bodies. Like, it's like a deluxe track almost. Just by the title mm. alone. And, and with the tour announcement. That is my theory about this song. Hmm. What do you think, Derek? I think this slaps. I think that <laughs> I am I am so happy that them and Woe Is Me have come back with kind of the same song, but not really. Same sort of structure-ish. And they've both come back with phenomenal metalcore songs. Mm. Oh my goodness. The, the, there's this like... Now granted, I haven't spent a lot of time with this. So if I've got the placement of this wrong, then let me know. But there's i think it's in the second verse that there's just this really grimy gritty kind of breakdown was that bring the, the violence yeah with the guitars and that well like every breakdown is not fucking guitars but i hope you know what i mean like I, i've been listening to this like two three times yeah, it's, it's, it's the bring it, the so. violence uh yeah mosh call which i think Dude. is a bad omens mosh call as well for some it reason i think wouldn't that. wouldn't surprise me Look, I oh, this I I I will I will say with full disclosure, there was like yeah, one bad is. or bad omens, blessed fall song from like forever ago that I really enjoyed, and then I liked oh, a couple songs of hard feelings. For the most part, I haven't been a big blessed fall fan. This song is turning that around entirely and turning me into a blessed fall fan because wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, I love this. I think, I wouldn't say Hard Feelings is like a top 10 album, but I think it's top 20 mm. all time. I, I prefer I prefer their more melodic sound, but Hollow Bodies also slaps, so I'm welcoming this return. If you asked me what I thought of this song on the day it released, I would have said it's a metalcore song. If you ask me today, I think it's a great metalcore song. Hell yeah. I, the guitar riff that this song started with was honestly really jarring to me when I first heard it. But the more I listened to this song, the more I got used to it. And I, I just think it's great. Um, I'm just not typically the type of person that loves all-out aggression in this style of metalcore. So it took me a few listens to get used to it. But once, I don't know, once I got it in me that like, okay, I actually like this, I really started to get into it. This is uh, my second favorite Bless the Fall song behind Wishful Sinking because I have not listened to anything beyond Hard Feelings. That's a shame. Yep, this is Bless the Fall are another one of those many bands that I missed out on a lot of their early material too and have not caught up on. Meanwhile. Hi, Justin. Hi. Hope you're, hope you're having fun. Justin, uh, did you like Hard Feelings? I liked some songs off Hard Feelings. My favorite off of that is Sakura Blues, if okay, that matters. Um, this one didn't do it for me. Had a feeling. Unfortunately. How inhumane of you. Polaris. Polaris. Oh. <laughs> you do Polaris. a and then you just pause. Go it. I thought somebody else was going to take it, but then I decided to take it myself. Then Derek did it at the same time as me. That's what happened. Polaris have dropped their brand new song, Inhuman. <laughs> Good job, Jake. Polaris, 
That has some force behind it. Holy yes, shit. It did. He was tired of your guys' shit. <laughs> I think it was Bro, a, We got like seven albums to talk about after this. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Are you sure uh, about that? No. Do you know we're going to spend like an hour on one of them? Okay. Um, <laughs> Polaris dropped an Alpha Wolf song. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but they dropped an Alpha Wolf song that is arguably better than a lot of Alpha Wolf songs. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I take take you. It's it's not. It's like a Polaris and Alpha Wolf had a baby. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a full Pal Alpha Wolf. Pal Alpha Wolf. It's an Australian. Well, I forget you said that. <laughs> it's Australian medical metalcore. What if there was a Pokemon Infinite Fusion, but for Australian metalcore bands? <laughs> I think that's just the bills that happen over there. <laughs> Do you know how lucky Australia is? Yeah. Like, they just get bands, and like, I hope like one or two of these bands are on this tour, and they just get tours full of them all the time. Well, Shit we have the Parkway Drive tour coming here, which is like all it's like the Aussie tour. So, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a tour with Caskets and all, um, with uh, uh, Wind Waker headlining. Ooh. There was also the Spirit Box Make Them Suffer Relica tour. Which fucked me. Every tour I see in Australia is really good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, Polaris. New album coming out in September as well, called Fatalism. Let's go September 1st, right, I think? Mm. I think so. How many tracks on it? 10? 10? I believe 10. 11, 11. Okay. So I'm going to listen to two, maybe three singles. Yeah, that's wrong. This is my limit I'm putting at. Like I, I have complete faith in Polaris. I think that um, whatever it's called, "The Death of Me" was an album that I didn't appreciate enough at the time, and has really grown on me since. Mm. And this, to me, feels like a continuation of that sound, but also them, you know, obviously like taking some sounds, guitar tones that we would expect from Alpha Wolf, but but innovating their sound as well. And I really love the prominence of the bass, especially at the start and kind of going into these. He's definitely pissed, but almost like held back vocals before dropping into the verses and the chorus. The energy in this song is unreal. Yeah. This is like the ultimate gym song. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't hit the gym anymore, but the song makes me want to hit the gym. <laughs> like, the, I, the delivery in the chorus of One More for the for Reaper the, yep. is so fucking good. Uh, and, another vocal delivery I saw, which it's, it goes right into that chorus, is to live and die is another statistic. Oh, doesn't that sound sadistic? That's what I was going to mention. Yeah, oh, that, it's so good. However, I'm, I say all of this, I think I'm Pray for Rain Pilled, and I'm never going to be able to enjoy a Polaris song as much as that and Landmine ever again. This song is great. Mm-hmm. However, Pray for Rain is like a top 10 song of all time. And when I am, when that is its competition, inherently, I think every other Polaris song is just going to not be as memorable. <laughs> Man, I can't. I this song is great. Don't get me wrong. But it's not Pray for Rain. It's not the best album opener of all time, in my opinion. I think it'll be interesting to see how they open this album, considering the affinity that they have for it, given how strong Pray for Rain. 
Yeah. I feel like, like, don't get me wrong. I, I love Pray for Rain more than this song, but I don't know if it's necessarily a fair comparison because this isn't trying it's to not. achieve. It's not. It's absolutely not a fair yeah. comparison, but it's a comparison I have to make. Yeah, it's very like, fair. I mean, but I love that song just, so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even like all, like to me, this is like number three behind Pray for Rain. And, well, honestly, all of this is fleeting. It's probably my favorite Polaris song. But anyway. Yeah, this, I mean, the guitar solo, there's a bit towards the end where they put this like reverb on this yes. thing you know and it's it's oh i just i lost my mind listening to it and zelda sound <laughs> hey <laughs> bro tears of the kingdom slaps <laughs> i have never played a zelda game in my life I haven't maybe i should play tears of the kingdom I don't know. Does it cost as much as the other overpriced Switch games? Is it sixty bucks? Oh, it's seventy. It's holy it's a, it, fuck! I paid a hundred Canadian. Holy balls, dude! What the fuck? That's inhumane. That's what that tax. Extremely inhumane. Nintendo has failed you. No, no, the Canadian government has failed me. Yo, fuck you, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, if you're listening, fuck I you. I didn't know you were actually going to talk about Justin Trudeau. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, the fuck? Oh, how have we gone from Polaris to fuck Justin Trudeau? We're on our world tour. We've gone from Polaris to Canada. Let's go to the U.S. Movements have dropped their newest single, Fail You. This also came with an album announcement. Holy album announcements this month. Uh, new album, Ruckus, dropping in August, I think. Yee, that sounds right. I think. That sounds um, right. I'm just going to say it and piss you guys off. That Add one to the account preemptively before I even say this take. But this, these singles are already clearing No Good Left to Give. They're I can't say that. It's, it's, yeah, it's totally different. It's totally I, I like different. it for a different reason. It is totally different, but these three singles are so much more memorable and more betterer than any song <laughs> ever no left to give, in my opinion. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but like Dark Horse top ten potential. I think the I album love... art is a hundred times worse than No Good Left to Give. That's true. That. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But I love the heavy grit that this song has in the guitars with the heavier vocals going into the last chorus. Um, the guitar throughout the chorus as well, keeping pace. Just in general, it feels like a movement song with the higher tempo that I wish No Good Left to Give had. So and I know you guys have... love that album for that reason. But for me, that album wasn't doing it for me. This sound of movements is checking off all the boxes we have three singles now i don't think are lead pipe and killing time on the album yes yes okay cherry yeah. thrill is not sadly we have three songs out of ten yep i will not be listening to any more uh i will be solely on the grounds that i have no reason to, to revisit <laughs> <laughs> I have no reason to revisit this or lead pipe or killing time because i think that they're extremely mid I, I think i think this is the best single failure 
I, I will say I did enjoy this more than than Lead Pipe and Killing Time. I wish look there are bands like Amity, which we will not be talking about this month, that need some fucking Lexapro and need to just stop making sad music because they're really bad at it. I need movements to get sad again because I don't <laughs> like happy movements. <laughs> like I, I I understand wanting to evolve your sound and not being wanting to be known as like you know, the cornerstone, sad, emo, pop-punk band type of thing. Because, I mean, they were. I mean, like, um, Feel Something, right? It's Feel Something, it's not Feel Nothing. I yep. feel like a yep. fake fan for feel not something. knowing. Feel that and No Good Left to Give, I feel like, are two, even the Outgrown Things EP are, like, cornerstones of that section of the scene. And they're like, you know what? We've made the same type of album three times in a row. We want to put out something new. I respect it. I, I won't fault them for branching out and, and putting out something like this that, that almost makes them feel maybe more in the vein of a, I don't know how, but they found me or nothing but thieves. I get it. And I think that honestly, it is going to get them a lot of success that they mm -hmm. wouldn't have had otherwise. And that makes me happy. But for me, this isn't, this is this is a type of alt rock that I am very hit or miss on, and all of them have been misses for me so far, which is really upsetting. Upsetting, upsetting, considering how much I enjoy this band. So, I'll wait for the album. I will listen to singles in hopes that one will catch on and maybe sell me on this sound for movements. But as it stands, I am not clicking this at all in the same way that I have all their other material. Uh, I think this is an appropriate time to say i'm cautiously optimistic yes i think that that's a good way to put it i am straight <laughs> optimistic at this point <laughs> i i am convinced i am sold i i am ready for this album movements will not I fail am, you i am actively <laughs> excited about a movements album and similar to what i said about make them suffer earlier if you told me that two years ago i wouldn't have believed you what's your um favorite song jake uh, my favorite movement song is probably still Killing Time. Failure is a close one. But Honey Revenge have dropped a brand new song called Favorite Song. And it might just be my favorite Honey Revenge song. I thought I thought Jake whooshed for a second. <laughs> uh, he, he got there a little bit. <laughs> I got there. You had to give me a sec to really drag out the transition. But this new song from Honey Revenge is the song of the summer. It is the windows down, hands out in the air, just fun anthem as far as I'm concerned. This reminds me of how I felt when I first heard it again and again by Against the Current. It is just incredibly fun. Lyrically, it's very creative. Uh, the chorus of this key's got me weak in the knees. Yeah, you play me like I'm stuck on repeat. This melody is killing me. A symphony, a symphony with no sympathy. The way that you keep stringing me along. Just the creativity of tying in the idea of like, you're my favorite song is in like, this person that you're in love with is like, you're everything. Or like, in this case, your favorite song. And they're like tripping you up almost like things aren't going as smoothly and just all the tie-ins to like relationships and like elements of a song i just love the songwriting in this it's catchy it's fun 
there's so many cool little things. I love how it says, yeah, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. Damn, I hate it. You're my favorite song. Um, Just, this is, I mean, the album comes out in a few weeks now. Debut album, Retrovision, dropping in June. We'll be talking about it in our next episode. But this is one of the easiest, like, guarantees of going to be an incredible album based on the singles. This is a top three Honey Revenge song. I'll take it. Uh, maybe even top two. I don't know. I'm but, I'm kind of with you there. I don't know if it's my favorite for sure, but I was blown away when I first heard this song. Honey Revenge just proving over and over again why they're like one of the next big things to be coming out of the scene. To be honest, yeah. like I mean, what are they at now? Let me take a look at this. Two hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. Unreal. And they're they're about to go on tour with Loveless, who have over a million. So yeah, like it's just ridiculous how good they are. There's there's there is no reason that a band should be this good off the rip. And like I even I even thought I remember they DM'd us a while back talking about um that I'd made a comment about how like oh I think they were a band before. This is an entirely new project. And it's just two talented individuals coming together to make phenomenal pop rock i i can't believe this i mean some of these songs are two million two and a half million streams like this band is unstoppable and i think this band is the future and you can you can write it down mark my words five years from now we are going to be seeing honey revenge as one of the next big things to come out of the scene yeah fox lake have dropped their newest song, Hammer and Nail, featuring Chris Roeder of Like Moss of Flames. This is off of the Fear and Loathing EP, which I believe is going to have either one more new song or two more new songs. Um, Fox Lake is a American band, as far as I know, that drops, they, they tend to focus on uh, hardcore with maybe a little bit of metalcore thrown in there as well as- It sounds like Kublai Khan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very much hardcore. I would say Kublai Khan, if I had to make a distinction between the two, Kublai Khan leans a lot more into the- maybe a little bit more metalcore influence, whereas Fox Lake really shines in on, on the punk side of things. Um, this slaps. <laughs> I The energy in this um, is, again, very reminiscent of a lot of, of hardcore. And to bring in somebody like Chris Roeder for this, I think is is a perfect choice in the way that his vocals are much more clear as opposed to the punchier vocals that Fox Lake has to offer, but it works well as like a, a contrasting sort of thing. And I, there are, there are a couple Fox Lake songs that I enjoy, but this is really the first one for me that I can say that I, I fully love. And I think that this song would fuck live. I want to be in the pit for this song. This, <laughs> This is another one of those that it's like, you know, I went to the gym for a while. I don't go to the gym anymore. This makes me want to go back to the gym. Like, I'm I am full in on the hammer and nail and in on Fox Lake. And 
I can't believe how good this is. I don't know if this would be well received. I know Justin didn't like this song if he even listened to it. I, I'll make it all straight up. No. No. Yeah, no. Nope. I thought that this nope. would maybe only be a Jacob type of song. Maybe. Jacob, what you think? This is, this is the worst song in this playlist. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> All right. Well, I will be alone in my Fox Lake enjoyment then. But no, seriously, small, small hardcore band. I should say small. I imagine they're probably mid-tier for the hardcore scene. I'm not super involved in it, but. No, great, great music. A lot of a lot of anger, a lot of energy in most of their music. If you like bands like Kublai Khan or even to an extent Knocked Loose, this band and their discography have a lot to offer you. And I would you to look it up. That takes us to our final single of the month. Finally. Finally. Concrete Castles have dropped their brand new single, Smile. I'm smiling. Uh, Derek and or Jacob, thoughts? I like it. It's all right. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm somewhere in between that, yeah. (laughs) I think it's a good song. I just think that it is not of the same caliber that the last four singles have been. Mm. It slows things down a bit, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Uh, I know I mentioned it when talking about Rivals, but again, this feels very anthemic, like the score. Um, especially in the chorus, it feels very the score-like to me. Um, which, I like the score, so I like this. It's just that I liked what they were doing with the other singles a lot more. <laughs> so, this is still a front runner for one of my favorite albums of the year. But... It's not sliding itself into that number one lock-in that it was on potential trajectory for. I will say with that, even in not enjoying it as much, I think that this is definitely going to be a a song that, in the context of the album, that slower pace will be much more appreciated and we might gain a new appreciation for it. Yeah. Am I the highest on this song? I, I, like, I don't, like, love it, but I, I like it. Like, I'm, like, dancing to it, like, listen to yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's just yeah. not Dollhouse or Running From the Daylight or So Addicted or Jealousy. Well, I think mm. for me what it is, I like when Concrete Castles makes more, like, pop almost. So if they're going to make rock, I want it to be bouncier and more upbeat. And when this slows things down a bit, it kind of throws me off. Granted, I've only heard it, like, twice. So I haven't had time to form, like, a fully... Ooh, what is that? Uh, full opinion on it but yeah it's okay i there there will never be a concrete castle song below like a seven yeah like there's let's, let's let's make things clear like this band is is unstoppable but i think if this is the floor there are so many bands that wish this was their ceiling yeah to me this is the first time with their strategy of releasing one song a month leading up to this album where i felt like okay, maybe we shouldn't be releasing this as a single, you know? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's still a good song. It's just not up to par with a lot of other material for this album cycle, I feel like. 
and especially not in terms of what my um let's get a move on this never feel, have... i gotta say oh, sorry, go there's one thing mm-hmm. this band only has seventy thousand. yeah we mentioned that it last ain't right. time it ain't fucking it ain't right. right this is a crime that shit should be how, illegal how is this band not at least on par with honey revenge that's something that like I, I i really don't get and i don't mean that in a way to like you know take a shit on either band but like they both deserve a lot more success than they have. How is Concrete Castle so under the radar when First to Eleven is so big? Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't it makes, make sense. It makes no sense. Maybe maybe it's a marketing advertising thing? I don't know. But I don't know. Fuck me. It, it, it's, it's not right. <laughs> it's really not right because both bands are far more talented than a lot of other bands in the same space that have far more monthly listeners. And that's where I'll leave that. We get to move on now? Yes. Alright. Let's get this going real quick, because we still got a lot to talk about, and we're already two hours <laughs> into this. So, Discrepancies have dropped their brand new EP, Product of Entertainment. Last time we talked about discrepancies was with their song Recovery back in February. Uh, they dropped two other songs leading up to it. They dropped Limitless and Testify, leaving just Systemic Suffering as the last new song for this EP, which made the EP drop a little underwhelming to me. However, I cannot deny the level of quality that these five songs offer, and it is one of my favorite EPs of this year. Recovery is still one of my favorite songs of the year, especially lyrically. It's so impactful and so powerful um i think vocally both vocalists in this band are doing an incredible job especially their uh queen's vocalist or main the guy that does the singing in a lot of the choruses i don't know their names off the top of my head i should but i don't um that was one of the weak points that i felt in their last album uh the rise from 2020 um but i feel like he really stopped up his queen vocals uh singing and even doing some of the harsher vocals uh, across this EP. Um, the production is incredible. The mixing is incredible. Um, the riffs are great. The instrumentation's great. Lyricism's on point. This is the full rap rock package as far as I'm concerned. And discrepancies deserve to be mentioned in the same light as like a From Ashes to New or a Never Tell or any of those types of bands that are doing rap rock in this kind of space. I'm going to have to listen to this. I've been sold. It's been thrown in the playlist. <laughs> I introduced you to this band, right? I believe so, yes. Thank you very oh, much I'm for doing so. So sorry. <laughs> I fucked yeah. you over. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of the vocals in this. I will say the chorus in Limitless isn't great. I the vocal delivery is a little strange in that song particularly. But recovery is incredible. Hands up is super fun. Um, and I think Testify has a crazy sick riff um, and solid vocals as well. Systemic Suffering, I honestly didn't spend too much time with. As I said, this EP dropped. I already had four of the five songs in my playlist. And Systemic Suffering didn't do a ton for me compared to the other singles. It's still a great song, um, but definitely felt a little flat compared to the others. That's all I have to say on this EP. Highly recommend checking it out if any of what I said interests you. But let's get into the albums because we still got a lot to talk about. Let's get started with what I have to assume is the biggest metalcore band out of Connecticut. <laughs> Probably. 
Currents have dropped their new album, The Death We Seek. Shout out Connecticut. Shout out Connecticut for Dreamlake. And also Currents, but mostly Dreamlake. (laughs) I... See, I listened to this album when it came out. Wasn't real feeling it. And I came back to it to refresh myself on the podcast. And I've had it on repeat quite a bit. Okay. What grew on you? Curious. I don't know, really. A lot of it is so just real. like... So real for that. A lot of... Like, for example, I think, like, over and over, uh, I think that's the song that's like, We Dine in Hell, right? Is that the one that says We Dine in that's Hell? That's Gone Astray, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I could be tripping. That's the one, I, I, I remember that because it's like the one song on this album that I actively don't like. <laughs> really? Yeah. Funny, because Gone that's Astray what, is one of the few that I actually really like. That's that's the thing that I, I kept getting that, that, yeah, that it is Gone Astray. It is, um, I kept getting that line stuck in my head, tonight we dine in hell, so here we dwell. Um, over and over really is liked... the one that goes, torment, that gets stuck in my head, isn't it? Yes. I that just breakdown. Really the, uh, the chorus in Gone Astray, but anyway. Yeah, or, over and over is the one with uh, the torment breakdown, which is sick. Also, the Death, Death We Seek is still the best song on the cell. Yes. That is... <laughs> my second least favorite song <laughs> so i uh, we have very Man. conflicting opinions on this i i want to pose a statement um, it's gonna be like earlier i i want i want to see how we're feeling about this i think in terms of instrumentals and uncleans this album the death we seek absolutely fucking clears the way it ends I think that in terms of hooks and choruses, the way it ends is a stronger album in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which yeah, yeah. makes this album less replayable. I think that was my problem with it when um it came out. Like I was in I, I don't know. I feel like I was in a mood where I was like, I don't really want to hear metalcore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's real. I've been there. I've been there. I think that's my main gripe with this album in general. Like, I mean, like, I got songs like The Death We Seek and Gone Astray. I think The Death We Seek is a phenomenal opener, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like it as a song. Gone Astray, you know how I feel about Sing Screaming. The chorus isn't doing it for me. It is what it is. I love every other song on this album. Um, I think Remember Me is still my favorite song. And I think that Brian's vocals are stronger here overall than they ever have been hmm. i've listened Counter to a lot of these... better days i mean <laughs> yeah but like uh, across an entire album yeah i enjoy this saying? album as a whole more than the way it ends however better days clears every song on this album by a long shot I, think I don't know if I agree with that, Jake. I, I don't think, either. I think I, I think I like the last album better. Ooh. I think that the last album had higher peaks. I think this one, for all intents and purposes, is more consistent. Okay. And That's fair. That's fair, yeah. 
Yeah, I just I think Guide Us Home is a great closer. Now, obviously, it's not Better Days, right? I don't think that they're there. I've heard a, a closer. In it a, has the same energy as Better Days. Like it has, but it's I don't not. Know, <laughs> it it yeah. is like guide us home is a song that grew on me the more i listened to it because i started to notice the similarities between it and better days mm-hmm. and then i would just remember that oh better days is just the better song and i would want to listen to better days instead which is i feel like what i say every time i listen to any current song that isn't better days <laughs> um, but in guide us home that guitar solo that leads into god we've tried to overcome the pain but mm-hmm. all that's left for now is to face the lives that lie beyond us I love that part, especially just particularly that first line of God, we've tried to overcome the pain. It feels desperate when he says that. Like you feel the desperation in his voice, which is so powerful. And I wish I felt more connected to the vocal delivery across more of this album. But I feel like, as I've said before, sometimes the vocals are too much for me. It gets a little too heavy and it takes me out of the song, especially on a song like living in tragedy uh, or beyond this road um living in tragedy sounds straight out of doom <laughs> it does it really <laughs> does it's got mcgordon written all over it <laughs> i think my thing is that like origin and and split are what come to mind for me off the way it ends that they're these big choruses that i feel like are largely lacking on the sound. Like i've there have been a couple songs on here that i've listened to a bunch overall i've heard at least all of these probably seven eight times I feel like I couldn't tell you a thing about some of them, you know, that I'm enjoying them in the moment, but they don't have that moment that really sticks with me. And then I think that that, that for me is what's lacking on this album that, that I, I really enjoy it as a whole. And I think that it is top to bottom, their strongest album so far, but it's lacking in a lot of single power Almost that I feel like any of the songs off of fuck. Why am I forgetting it again? I want to say to better days, but I know it's just, that's not it. Um, but yeah, the, their last album that any of those could have been single for me here. They don't have a lot of that same replayability. And as I'm listening to a lot of these songs, I'm enjoying them, but a lot of them start to feel a little samey. And it's fine for me because I enjoy that that type of sound, but it still doesn't diversify the album enough to make it feel like I'm not just listening to aspects of the same song over and over again. And I think for me personally, that's going to be something that gatekeeps this album out of my top 10, even though I may enjoy the songs on an individual level more than I would a lot of other albums that have sort of made their way into the 10. That's so interesting because i think i would rather listen to this any day over um heaven or by invent enemy Ooh, because i feel like they're almost they're similar they really are they really are i agree but I, I would i would listen to this over that aren't they on tour together right now they oh, my tickets for that no <laughs> my, yeah i didn't get to go either my my show sold out so fast shit yeah, I meant to get tickets for that. Fuck, I wanted to see that so bad. You just reminded me. No! <laughs> I am Is your sorry. date passed? It's probably passed, isn't it? I think it has, yeah. Shit. My bad. <laughs> it's all your fault, Jake. I'm gonna find out. It's in two days. Wait, there's, there's hope. There's hope? Damn. Tickets, go! Anyway. 
Oh my goodness, there's I, I don't know if there's too much more to add. It's all coming together. But no, yeah. I clutched I, up actually. You did. You clutched up, bro. <laughs> you really saved my ass here. I think I'm gonna have to go to that first show I've seen in forever. But anyway, this album is good enough for make to make me want to go see the headliner that revolves around it. I'm left a little questioning the diversity of this album sound. If you like Currents, you will love this album. If you don't like Currents, but you like Metalcore, there is still definitely something here to find and enjoy. I don't know how much of this album is different enough to make it a distinctive top 10 contender for me. Shall we move on? Let's move on, yeah. This next band was an album that I predicted could be a top 10 contender at the beginning of the year. Let's talk about Cyan Kicks and their album, I Never Said Forever. We talked about a handful of the singles leading up to this album. And I feel like they only got better with time, um, for the most part, anyway. I feel like some of the singles last year were a little forgettable. Um, this year, we got songs like Into You and uh, Addicted, both of which I think are really solid songs. Uh, my big problem with this album that is holding it back from being that top 10 contender that I thought it could be is that it's so obviously about a breakup in a relationship that it almost takes me out of the album experience. It's almost, it's like so obvious from the get go, what the lyricism is about. And when like, I go from one song where it's like, I never said forever to song like addicted. I'm so addicted to you. I can't get you out of my bed. It, I'm so into you. It's unbearable. It's, it almost feels so cliche. Mm. At the same time, I enjoy just about every single song on here. I think on an individual basis, every single song here has something memorable, whether it be a chorus or a vocal melody or something. There's something memorable to pretty much every song here. I never said forever that Right when it starts out, you get that short, like, 50-second interlude right into the delivery of I Never Said Forever into the little riff of the song. And I really like that. Hurricane, that was the song they sent into Eurovision. That's obviously going to be an earworm. Addicted, uh, Can't Get You Out of My Bed, Lost Boy, uh, See the Light, Invincible, Into You, Someone Like You. I think all of those songs have really catchy choruses. But at the same time... I, when I think about it on the perspective of an album, as someone that can't relate to lyrics about relationships very much, this album's not doing it for me. I do want to make note of uh, Can't Get You Out of My Bed and Lost Boy in particular. Can't Get You Out of My Bed has one of my favorite melodies on this album of uh, Can't Get You Out of My Bed, God You Are Stuck Like a Melody in My Head. That delivery on In My Head in particular really stuck with me. And then Lost Boy is a very different vibe. It has a very calm electronic feel. Derek, I'm curious to know if you listen to that song 
Uh, um, I did not. I have not had a okay. chance to listen to it. I think if you're going to like any song on here, I feel like Lost Boy might be one that you would like. Okay. Because um, it's very different from the rest of the album. Um, But otherwise, the rest of this album, you get um, the incredible vocals from top to bottom. Um, It's fun. It's pop rock with a bit of a heavier taste at times. Yeah. I think this album's solid. I don't know... I, I'm conflicted on whether to say it left me disappointed or if it was better than I expected. Mm. Because I lean both ways. I think that I don't have to give it a listen. I I'm very curious to know what you would think of it. I'll give it a try. I've, I don't know this, if you'll love it. but This and two albums later, I am waiting for the group consensus on this to figure out whether or not I take that <laughs> time to listen to it. I've I've listened to a lot, of, lot less music this year than thought i would have so we'll see that takes us to our third album and it's the one that i mentioned at the start of this episode grandson his sophomore album i love you i'm trying can you keep a secret because you never know Which I just saw two days ago in New Haven. And the timing could not have been better in all honesty. For me to see this live two days before recording this. Because that live show definitely changed my opinion on some of these songs. But first, I want to hear what you have to think about this album, Derek. Because I know you gave it a listen. Yeah, so this is my favorite grandson project so far, easily. And... I think that it's because his other albums, I mean, maybe, maybe Death of an Optimist is an exception to this, but everything that I've heard full project wise hasn't been as much of a concept album as this is. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's, there's, Grandson's made a lot of his music political. And not to say that there's anything wrong with, with his, what he's trying to get across, because I, don't think there is at all but it can be a little too on the nose sometimes as a casual listener i am my president's a (laughs) neo-nazi yeah so i think that having toned that down for this album and having leaned into almost this more just i don't even want to say generic but but it's more personal it's more personal it's more emotional it's more just like human emotion yeah exactly and i think that not only do i find a little bit more to relate to but also i'm just enjoying it overall sonically a lot more than on his previous projects and it feels more consistent and stronger as an album as a whole um i really appreciated i don't know if this was intentional if i just you know made it up but that into along their way it's i love you i'm trying and then his delivery and eulogy is extremely apathetic mm-hmm. that like oh yeah i'm putting in this effort but here's this like really low effort vocal delivery song yeah i this is probably the first time with grandson where i've been able to hear an album and say i don't like dislike any songs on here you know i mean everything here is just really solid and I think that both Too Along the Way and Stuck Here With Me work as fantastic bookends to this album. Yes. Everything in between is great. Heather is, I mean, we talked about it. It's not my favorite song on here, but it definitely 
made me emotional. And I haven't really had a lot of that from, from new artists recently. So to get it from an artist that I don't particularly, you know, enjoy is a Historic, very right? nice surprise. Yeah. yeah. He oh, Heather uh, currently takes my award for saddest song of the year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's very close. No. Shouldn't be. Uh, you have a yeah. counter argument, Jacob. He's, no. we've, we've got one in about two albums here, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, overall, I had no expectations really leading into this other than that I really enjoyed something to hide, and I left feeling very, very happy about this. And That makes me you know, happy. Right I now, had a feeling that if you were going to enjoy a Grandson album, this might be it. Yes. This absolutely. might be the one. I will let you know right now, this is, I, I don't expect it to stay this way by the end of the year, but this is sitting in my top 10 albums that I've heard so far this year. I will so, fucking take it. Yeah, it's, it's not at all what either of us would have expected from a grandson yeah. album, but. All right, so let me start by saying that I don't think that my favorite song on this album is better than my favorite song off of Death of an Optimist, or even my second favorite song off of Death of an Optimist. Death of an Optimist was in my top five albums of 2020. It was one of my most anticipated debut albums, period. And so I don't think the individual songs on this album reach the same peaks that a lot of his older material does. It doesn't reach the same peaks that Stigmata or Dark Side or Rock Bottom do. However, as a conceptual album, these 12 songs from start to finish leave me feeling more than just about any other album I've heard this year. And I, I don't know, this album just, it surprised me. I got through Eulogy, Drones, and Something to Hide as singles, and I wasn't excited for this album the same way that I have historically been, like, on my hands and knees, like, begging for more grandson material. Mm. But for whatever reason, this album cycle kind of just came and went, and I never really got super excited for it, even though this is, like, one of my top five favorite artists of all time. It was really weird. And... The album came out, I finished my first listen to it, and usually I go onto my Google Doc and I put in a tentative score on, like, what do I think of this album? I didn't put a score on this album until two weeks after. Because I was not sure what I really thought of this. Because it's, like, as a whole, it reminds me of how I felt about Dark Sun by Dayseeker. Where I don't feel like the singles do a very good job at representing what this album is about. I feel like Eulogy, Something to Hide, and Drones feel very different from the rest of the album. The difference between this and Dark Sun, whereas with Dark Sun, Neon Grave was my favorite song on that album as a single. I feel like my favorite songs are the non-singles here. Mm. The title track being potentially my favorite song on here, uh, feeding into my love for dark pop that I've fallen into over the last year with artists like Letter Sent Home and Mothica. Um, that, like, I don't even know what to call it, but the drop after I Love You, I'm Trying, and it's so atmospheric and moody for the first two. And then going into the final drop, the guitars slowly build that little edge, and then you get this classic grandson riff over the final uh, bridge, and I Love You, I'm Trying. Um, 
When the Bomb Goes is a very traditional grandson song. And when I saw him live in New Haven the other night, oh my God, that song was crazy live. Uh, the second verse where it's, it changes up the delivery on the line of we are not alone. Can you keep a secret? Cause you never know when the bomb goes. They change the pacing to match with the drum where like the drum goes hard and then it goes silent. We are not alone. Bam. Can you keep a secret? Cause you never know. And then when the bomb goes before you get into the, the chorus of the song, which is just that same thing again, but at like the normal chorus and that moment hit so incredibly hard live and has made me appreciate that song even more enough. Again, leaning into that dark pop energy that I really have fallen in love with lately. Um, will we ever be enough? I also love the way the song opens where it's like, I feel fucking awesome is like a muted vocal in the background where it's like, you think you feel awesome, but like deep down you're struggling. Mm. And then you get to Murderer, which I think is one of the most interesting songs on this album. Absolutely. It's basically, it's like basically just a rap song, pretty much. Um, there's a line that he drops in that song, calling out Travis Barker and MGK, which I think is kind of hilarious. Really, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, hold on, I'm I'm pulling up uh, the lyrics real quick because uh, I didn't write them down. Uh, yeah, he says. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I was the man last week. The algorithm is against me. My content ain't getting seen. It upsets me. Didn't you know all of this pop punk sells? I want to unload all these shotgun shells. Um, and then later it says, Young Blood and MGK, they better give me a feature. Or they'll be coming with me to the Reaper. Travis, you didn't share. <laughs> Travis, you didn't share the song neither. Thought I was in the game. I'm sitting on the bleachers. Which is a. It's like a real look inside of what is going on in his head. It's mm -hmm. like. Grandson's in this position where he's touring the world. He has millions of monthly listeners getting millions of plays off of all of these songs, but he's just like the rest of us struggling with all of his own issues. And I feel like this album really opens us up to that kind of world that sometimes is very secluded and cut off from the public. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a successful public figure. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm successful. I, life is perfect type of thing, but it's not always that way. Mm. And I feel like this album encapsulates that feeling so well. Um, that leads into the little interlude of I will be here when you're ready. And then Heather, the uh, honorary saddest song of the year, which <laughs> is dedicated to all of the grandson fans who were never able to make it to see him live in person. All of the fans who shared his music with friends and were passionate about his music and for whatever reason like committed suicide overdosed uh whatever mental illness mental health issues caused them to never be able to see grandson perform live it's dedicated to those people and the friends of those people that like he wishes it could be different that he wishes he could have written a song or said something to help those people keep on so he, they could see him perform live. It's it's just so sad to listen to. And it, it's one of those songs you really have to just take a breath and listen to it and actually just listen word for word what he's saying. It's... 
it's a beautiful song and then the album wraps up with stuck here with me which is just one of my favorite closures of the year uh not a song i've spent a ton of time with uh but after heather where he just unloads this extremely deep and personal like relief of guilt that he can't do more for his fans he opens up with step one gotta find a way to get the fuck out of bed step two gotta find a way to get the fuck out my head um he's like i I wish i could change but i'm stuck here with me it's like i have all this success but i also have all these problems and i don't know i hope i'm getting the point across that this album ties together beautifully and this is very likely going to be one of my favorite albums i hear this year I had this album, I was thinking about this album basically all month from the moment it released. By far my most listened to album of the month. I'm still finding reasons to love it more with every day. Um, I just heard last night listening to Stuck Here With Me, there's some very faint vocals of, uh, I believe, Wafia, who is Grandson's uh, girlfriend, who features on a lot of the songs on here. And I think you hear some of her vocals uh, in the fade out of Stuck Here With Me, which I just heard for the first time last night. And I'm sure there's more that I'm going to discover about this album the more that I listen to it. But in summary, this is a very open letter of what it's like to struggle with success. And I think it flows extremely well and i highly recommend giving this album a listen i'll get off my soapbox now and let the rest of you guys talk again i honestly derek sold me on it when he was like oh it's not as political and it's not it's It's not it's not and that's why i think that the singles don't do a great job at representing this album because eulogy and drones are like the two most politically driven songs on this album hmm Drones is ridiculously fun, by the way. It is, yeah. Does that bring us to our next album? I believe so. Jacob, I think you should take this one. Veil of Maya have released their album Mother or Other. I don't know. One of the two. (laughs) Yeah, one of the two. I'm curious how you feel about this, Derek. This is my favorite Veil of Maya album. Really? Mm-hmm. I think mine's still uh, False Idol. I think that for me, the reason that I like it more than False Idol and Matriarch is that there are a lot of times, especially live, but even when I'm listening to a Veil of Maya album, that I feel that it has become a little too sing. Mm. And uh, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it when we discussed one of the singles, but seeing a Veil of Maya set definitely feels at times like I've heard one very long, very good, but very long song. Mm. And with Mother, I think that there's a lot of variation and experimentation on here that feels especially in terms of like um disco kill party that feel 
different, but also very Veil of Maya-y. And I remember listening to this the first time. And even if I felt like there were times where I would have normally maybe zoned out because it was a little too genty or whatever, everything was so instrumentally technically impressive that when I felt that the vocals got a little stale, the instrumentals were always there to bring me back in. And when I felt that maybe instrumentally, because very few times, a couple times, I felt that the instrumentals were getting a little eh. The vocals then would do something that would bring me back in. And I never once lost interest, which is very unique for me because I'm not a huge fan of Jen. I think what what sold False Idol for me is mm-hmm. it's a concept album about a dictator's rise to power and his okay. fall. I didn't know that at all. And uh, lyrically, it's like it's just so fascinating. Anyway, yeah, this uh, this definitely doesn't reach the same lyrical motifs, no. no, or strengths even. Well, that that kind of brings me to my my gripe with mm-hmm. Veil of Maya now is we had they had an album all made up and just because uh apparently they didn't like or the guy who produced it or something like that yeah he had they had a problem with him and they scrapped the entire thing yeah i think and I'm telling you right now, this guy has to be a total jackass. He has to be like the worst human ever. <laughs> to have yeah. you scrap Outsider and Viscera being on an album. Oh my god. Probably my two favorite fail my song. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I wanna say, and I could be entirely wrong, because I remember when that happened, and I think that the dude that they were working with, there was like damning evidence again in that he had sexually assaulted somebody. Mm. And they were just, it was something bad like that. And they were like, you know what? Like, we're gonna, we're gonna take our time. And just, uh, with that. Which, like, I, I get. I, I, you could have done, like, the Lorna Shore route where you just, like, say, okay, we're, re- we're releasing this. We know this guy's not great, but we worked really hard on this. And we're, we're gonna release it as is. Right. Well, well it's, I, well, it's also, you, he gets, like, producer credits and gets money off of it. So it's good that he, didn't benefit from that but understandably the hard work lost kind of sucks well and i think the 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 thing that kind of makes me the most down on it is that you know we have the singles in between them but for the most part it's been six years since false idol i mean it's almost like an icr situation and i i would have hoped that after six years as much as i do love and enjoy this album with a band full of people as talented as this I would have liked maybe something a little bit more. And I think that the pinnacle of my disappointment on this album lands with the closer. I hate fade outs. I cannot stand. <laughs> oh boy. They, next album will be fun. <laughs> if they, well, it, if the fade out doesn't transition into something else or make it feel like it worked, then what the fuck? <laughs> I'm listening to death runner and I'm hoping there's going to be some like ending breakdown. It's going to end on this very crisp, punchy note. And I get the last kind of instrumental breakdown of sorts. Like, yes, yes. And I hear it start to fade out. I'm like, no, like <laughs> there's no possible way 
I mean, I literally, I think that's going to gatekeep this album out of my top 10. I am so mad at that fade out because it feels like such a, a cop out almost mm. of a way to end an album that I think otherwise is pretty damn near flawless. For my personal taste, I would have liked some cleaner. Yes, I think I, I think local yeah. Lucas. Well, what was I saying? Loco or something? Loco. <laughs> <Or> Lucas. <laughs> Lucas is not utilized. His clean vocals enough has yeah. not. Um, artificial dose is the closest we get to the choruses of any of the big singles. Yes. And, yeah. The the funny thing is, Tokyo Chainsaw is my favorite song. <laughs> I think it might be mine too. I'm not gonna lie. I think at this point it's either that or uh simply vegan. Which are the really? two songs that have absolutely no cleans in them. I mean there may be some others. I haven't been able to revisit this as much as I'd want to, but yeah, I I stayed engaged through this entire album, which is more than I can say for uh, maybe a Born of Osiris. It's the first band that comes yeah. to mind. But I'm left wanting a little bit more in small ways that end up translating themselves across the entire album. And if I'm going to wait six years for an album, I want it to be maybe a little stronger than that. And I get that it's, you know, I think they mentioned that they were scrapping it back in early 2021, um, which means that they really, for this album cycle, only had two years, which like, you know, to me, this sounds like a, a two-year album cycle. And I get that they want to put something out to their fans, but yeah. I can't help but wonder just how strong that other album would have been. I know. Be feeling left a little disappointed with this one that it feels like there are ways that it could have been improved for my personal taste just overall. I don't know. The instrumentals are stronger than they've ever been, in my opinion, but I feel like Lucas is very underutilized in this album, like you were talking about. Mm. It's, it's a damn good album. And... I think in a perfect world, this would land somewhere in my top 10, but there's enough here to keep it out of there that I'm left wanting more. Yeah. All right, all right. Sleep Token have released Take Me Back to Eden. Which is the third and final album in the trilogy of Sundowning. This place will become your tomb. And now, take me back to Eden. And my most anticipated album of 2023. You know, sm- small band sleep token. We, we, we don't need to talk about them, right? Everything's fine. <laughs> They've been huge, man. This year has been unreal for them their top 10 most popular songs are all off this album they're at 2.6 million monthly it's wild sold out wembley arena which is 10,000 <laughs> under 10 minutes i mean the explosion of this band has been both unreal and extremely justified a hundred percent agree where do we even start with this <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this is your segment should I get my thoughts out of the way? No, you're gonna. You can chime in when it, <laughs> we already know what you're gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's build up suspense to what I'm gonna say. Actually, yes, let's build it up. Okay. Um, I have so many theories about this album. Um, and none are 
concrete. I have one that's like 90% concrete in my head. Um, but I feel like the, my, my interpretation is, or that's one of the reasons I'm so attached is because I honestly don't know what this album is about it in full. Like there's so many like little nuances and everything can have like multiple meanings. Mm. Um, and it's all recorded by one guy and a drummer, which is crazy insane. <laughs> this album does a lot of genre bending. Yes. And in a way that works. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they've always been kind of experimental, but this is bringing that to like a 12. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I, I guess I'll go into track by track. I don't know if you want to chime in with me, Derek, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my entire theory about the album, which is gonna take forever. <laughs> so, I think first of all, I'm gonna have a little background about like Sundowning and Tomb. Um, I think Sundowning album is about. The love of Vessel's life, I'll name her Eden in this. It's going to be her name throughout Ooh, okay. this. Yeah, yeah. And between Sundowning and Tomb, uh, this love either dies or leaves him. Not sure which, but I think she dies. That's my guess. Okay. And uh, Vessel's left with an immense amount of guilt and sadness. And... He, that leads to the events of this place will become your tomb. And then after we get to Vessel trying to fill the void with Take Me Back to Eden, which starts with Chokehold, which I believe is him finding a new love. So this is a completely different person. And immediately infatuated by her. What? What did I just hear? What was that? Well, did Jake just meow? No, I was was opening a drawer. (laughs) I heard a drawer. I was like, Um, I think you need to keep your cat out of your drawer, please. (laughs) I heard my mom's house. There's not a single pet in this house. There's five in the other house. (laughs) So, so Chokehold is is new person, completely infatuated, and. Um, quote unquote, he'll make it through stormy seas and mountain peaks of their relationship, um, even if it hurts him, as said in the song, very literally. Um, the summoning is more or less the same, except just further along in the relationship, he's offering his body, his flesh and bone, uh, calls her his love in the in the bridge of the song, and we get some slight hints of the relationship being toxic in here. Uh, Granite is where it's evident that the relationship is toxic mm. and um, this new love is refusing to communicate his problem, problems with him. And I interpret secondhand smoke and glass on the street as like she's using drugs or this love is using drugs. It doesn't have to necessarily be a she. I'm going to call her a she in this. Mm. <laughs> um, you say you want me, but you don't know. Yeah, 
you say you want me, but you know I'm not what you need, but I am. Basically, he's saying she doesn't, she thinks she doesn't need him, but he believes that she needs him in order to. I mean, live more or less. Live, yeah. Um, Very codependent. Um, and he, yeah, code Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But um, he he deals with all the abuse and puts up with her. And Aquarija is kind of a continuation of that. I feel like he's still believing that he's meant to be with her and uh, like he's the, the greatest and he's the perfect one for her. And he compares himself to gold in this song. I think the bridge where he's like, um, when I'm done dancing to alarm bells, this is like notification sounds and like phone calls. That's my interpretation of it. Aquarija is one of the ones that I'm kind of iffy on, but I think that's what I, what he's getting at here. Vor is where he realizes he's not happy and he's staying with her basically for sex pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they continue on a downward spiral and quote the song, are you in pain? Like I am. Um, ascensionism, I think is new territory for us. <laughs> um, I think this is the finale in this event with this new lover. I think in this song, he is questioning what went wrong and reflecting their short time together. He's, he's figured out that this is not meant to be. And ultimately he quote unquote ascends or moves on and breaks up with her. You can notice this by reading the first verse or intro actually, which is done in the same style as the the last verse. So I'll read it here. Well, I know what you want from me. You want someone to be your reflection, your bitter deception, setting you free. So you take what you want and leave. That's the, the beginning. And then towards the end of the song, it's like a, it's like a complete opposite shift. And I know what you want from me. You want the same as me, my redemption, eternal ascension, setting me free. So I'll take what I want and leave. And then he leaves. And I think this is where the album goes to like a totally different point. And he's reflecting on Eden. He's missing his relationship with Eden and he reflects on a moment they had where I I think are you really okay takes place before Atlantic between tomb or between sundowning and tomb. I'm going all over the place. This is where I go all over the place, by the way. (laughs) Um, And Eden is self-harming and eventually, well, actually she's self-harming and Vessel doesn't know how to deal with the trauma with her trauma. And Eventually she kills herself and it feels like he's to blame. And then the events of Atlantic happen, or I guess all of two. The apparition is dealing with her ghost. Um, seeing her in dreams. There's like this lyric, the lyrics in this are very literal. I think I feel, um, I was going to say, did you mean like, like metaphorically dealing with her ghost or like literally like, she's no, like, like she's, he, she's in his, 
in his his dreams. Okay, I'm with it. And um, I don't have the lyrics pulled up, but there's many lyrics like, um, oh god, I'm gonna pull it up. <laughs> I will say so far, while you pull that up, this is making a lot of sense, and I'm rocking with your theory so far. <laughs> Just wait. No um, shit. All right, all right, my bad. <laughs> uh, it gets so, even. Okay, it gets even so yeah, easier from here. Jesus. He's. Uh, hijack heaven with another memory now, so he's having memories, and um, I just split what's left of the burning silence, so he's left alone. Um, you turn up in the reveries of my mind. I wake up in a suicide frenzy. Loaded dreams still leave me feeling empty. Um, what's next? Do you wish that you love me? Is a self-reflection. He's unhappy with himself. I went into this more in the last episode. I'm not gonna go much further than that um rain is where i'm lost agreed i do not know who this song is about the best that i could figure it out because i i you know i've listened to this album a lot less than you (laughs) (laughs) but i've i've thought at least similarly and i think that it's one more desperate attempt to try and not necessarily forget but move on from eden and to me what it is is that rain and euclid go that's even how you pronounce it go hand in hand yeah you said it right. where rain is trying to find in another person an escape from the memories of eden mm-hmm. which fails and which is where you get taken back to Eden because you realize, like, you know, like, I, I just yeah. missed this person. And that Euclid being, in contrast to a lot of the rest of the album, almost sounding more hopeful that it's, mm-hmm. okay, I have tried to use women, relationships, and sex to move on from this person rather than taking the time to live in introspection and accept and move on from the times that I wish I still had. And it's this sort of contrast between I, I found escapes from the pain of losing Eden in all the wrong ways. And the reason that Euclid is this beautiful callback closer to the rest of this whole saga is because it's, vessel or the character in this whole story finally realizing that they can't escape this pain by projecting it or into other people or by using other people to escape it and it's only with viewing these this loss and these lost memories as a positive thing and moving forward on their own through their own means that they can truly be free from that and I agree. I think rain feels the most out of place, but in the story that I feel like it could be another memory. Yeah. That could also be, yes. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Because yeah. If they reflect and then after all that positive reflection about like rain down on me, then he's like, yeah, take me back to this is who I want to be with. Because Eden or take me back to Eden title track. I (laughs) is, I feel like, it's very simply put takes place two days after ascensionism. 
It's because it, verse two, it's like, yeah, I spit blood and when I wake up, seeing porcelain stain choking up brain matter and makeups. Just two days since the mainframe went dent, went down and I'm still messed up. Room feels like a meat freezer and I dangle in like cold cuts. Miss calls, answer phones. This is this is his uh, lover from chokehold to ascensionism calling him. Um, for people I just don't trust, that's her. Mere talk, fake love. That's him referencing, do you wish that you love me? But um, but I'll take a found of your flesh before you take a piece of my face up. So again, he doesn't want to be with this person. And then I think in verse three, he comes to like a realization. It's like I guess it goes to show, does it not, that we've got no idea, no idea what we've got until we lose it, and no amount of self-sought fury will bring back the glory of innocence. I feel like he's trying to fill the or he he is aware that he tried to fill the void with this other person that Eden left and then he wants to go back to Eden. <laughs> and then yeah, I think you you encapsulate Euclid exactly how it is. I think the one thing I think is interesting is I think it could also be like a cycle. Hmm. Like it could just repeat, which is because the whole the whole trilogy. I'm gonna bring in album covers here. Sun down, sun goes down, moon comes out. That's Eden. It affects the tides of the water, which is this place will become your tomb. And I feel like they were very literal with this because a lot of these songs and including the album were released on very i'm going this is like real conspiracy theory shit okay they were released released on various cycles of the moon for example the summoning was released on a full moon and the album was released on a new moon um but i think what also brings me back to this, the cycle is the the lyrics leading back into the night does not belong to God. Um, and sundowning being like, sundowning is like when you forget. Like, it's when dementia patients forget at night, basically. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Um, and he, and... Yeah, like he he just forgets and he does it over and over again is basically my tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, I think that like the the release I, cycle being on moon cycles is sleep token is a type of band that would absolutely I, wait for that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, another thing that is even more tinfoil hat is why is the summoning called the summoning? I don't know. But my theory is they knew this song was going to blow up and the summoning is bringing all the new fans. Because <laughs> that's the song that <laughs> I did it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that's true, that's bold as hell and I respect the fuck out of it. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's way too big brain. <laughs> yeah, I've gone into lyrics. Sonically, this thing is like nothing i ever heard before absolutely and there's so many moments like 
brain, the I'm coiled up like a venomous serpent, that line into the rest of the song. Oh my god. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what else? There's there's just so many moments that I think yeah, Euclid is my favorite track for sure. Mine as well, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's just it's just so perfect. I if Take Me Back to Eden is the Pokemon League, Euclid is the post-game rival fight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is my crazy theory. I think I'm mostly right on not maybe not with the summoning thing and but that's my interpretation. And I love this band. I think this is their magnum opus. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think that that is indicative. Because, like, look, there is a world, right, where you're entirely wrong. You were still able to get that from this album and this trilogy. And I think it speaks volumes to the complexities and intricacies within this album and this project as a whole. And I think that that, to me, is a lot of the reason why this album has become as popular as it is. I have heard some complaints from certain bald music reviewers. <laughs> no, we're not that, even going to give them the light of day, dude. Well, I think that I, having, having listened to, to that review and, and gripes with what I would consider otherwise a perfect album, I think that there is a lot of talk of it maybe being overproduced. And I would agree to an extent, but I think that it does work to serve the purpose of this album in the capacity that we've understood it. I yeah. also want to say that I do think that that is a valid criticism at times, that there are moments where you, like, you can hear Vessel breathing, right? On the where it, oh, that's something I actually wanted to mention. Yeah. That is sick. <laughs> it is. And I think that it is a, a production choice to bring that forward, which could lean into the overproduced side of things, but at the same time, it makes it feel even more raw, which it, I am it, it okay feels it, it, it also, what's the word? Genuine. That's the word. Mm -hmm. It feels genuine. I think my one agreement with that is on the apparition where it's that electronic, the dun 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 yep. dun dun dun. To me, it almost feels a little out of place that it sounds, I don't see any problem with Vessel's voice being overproduced at any point because I feel like it fits whatever the song and album is trying to achieve. That is one moment on this whole album that I feel takes me out of what is otherwise a perfect immersive experience. I do not understand any hate for this album. I don't. I think, I genuinely think that if you cannot find a song to enjoy on here, there is something genuinely wrong with you. <laughs> I, and I, I, I mean that completely. I mean, like, it's, it's funny to say, but like, I, I mean it because there is way too much good happening here and way too much genre variation that if you don't enjoy any part of this or any song, you desperately need to expand your musical vocabulary because what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like this, even even a part of a song because uh, there's yeah, exactly. tons of genre bending. And to for some people, I've seen some people outside of the melon uh, complain about genre bending in this. How? 
how could you possibly complain about what I would say is the greatest genre bending album in the scene since Beautiful Oblivion dropped by issues in 20 or 2019 mm-hmm. rather. You don't get albums that work like this every year, let alone every couple of years. This is cornerstone scene defining other bands wish they could execute this this well. Mm-hmm. Shame on anybody I feel like who 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 hates on this and even, you know, the Anthony, you know, fuck it, Anthony Fantana, right? <laughs> I think he is it is fine to because that dude listens to a lot of fucking music, right? It mm-hmm. is fine to to not or to feel like this is too overprocessed or whatever compared to the type of metal that, that you enjoy. Even in listening to a lot of music, I think he needs to expand his taste. Because I listen to a lot of fucking music too. You don't see me being a prick about it. Like, <laughs> no, I, I think I, it's I just, just it's this is not for him. I don't think he hate. I don't think he hates it. I think I think he was harsh on his his review. Yes, um, there is a difference between not enjoying it and calling music like this uninspired and mm-hmm. and bland. And I think that that does a disservice to to this band and to this album as a whole. And I think that this is honestly one of the most compelling albums to come out of the scene let alone that i've ever heard and you know i i don't i just got done saying like oh you listen to a lot of i listen to a lot of fucking too and this among like easy 1500 2000 albums i've heard is one of the most interesting and if you're not paying attention to sleep token yet then you absolutely need to be for this everything that jacob said alone right because <laughs> even if it's wrong the fact that you can pull that out of an album and trilogy is unbelievable. It's just a, a phenomenal album and an incredible project that we talked about a lot of bands this episode about that they deserve blowing up. This band in particular does because the talent in Vessel alone, let mm. alone in the rest of the band, is you mean you mean the drummer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the drummer and everybody else who gets brought along for tour. <laughs> I feel like we haven't touched on like like instrumental elements enough and we've only been like focused on the lyrics but I can jump um, in on this part. Okay. Chokehold, best song on the album. I love the heavy guitar riffs in that song. The guitar riffs that come in at the end of Granite, that shit is sick as hell. Nice. Uh Rain Pretty fucking awesome. I've only heard that song like two or three times, but pretty fucking awesome. Uh, Do you wish that you loved me? Very simple. One of my favorite songs on the album. Um, Good take, Jake. In in general, I think that there is a lot to like. There's more to like about the instrumentation on this album than the vocal delivery. Is that a sin? That's a take. Because, like, I think Vor would be a much better song if Vessel just did not scream. Fair. Same with the summoning. I think Vor... I think <laughs> both both serve their own purpose, and Vor has honestly been the biggest grower on me. I think I didn't like it at all as a song. I, 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 I agree. Vor is still my least favorite song on the album, if you can't tell. <laughs> That's expected. I feel like that's very, very expected. 
I also want to say that I think that there's a lot of genty, proggy instrumentation and a lot of prog song structure on here, especially in terms of taking back to Eden and a lot of the longer songs on here. Yeah. Mm. I can understand where that would be a point of contention for some people listening to it, that it may not be like their me. thing. Yeah. And even, honestly, even for me, that I feel like at times it hurts a little bit of my replayability on this album that it is so long or some songs are so long because it's hard to listen to, you know, like in the car, maybe. Like I'll listen to a couple songs off this album in the car, don't get me wrong, but I don't, I rarely have one hour long car rides <laughs> right or yeah. instances where i have an hour to just sit down and appreciate this album and so i think that it can be a struggle at times to fully get a grasp on this album considering its length or the length of some of the songs but at the same time it's just an incredible album like it, i even if i don't have the time necessarily to listen to it all the way through i still want to I want yeah. to take that time to do it because there's so much to unpack. There's so much to enjoy instrumentally, vocally. I think that the inclusion of like trap beats on here is yeah. a phenomenal artistic choice that I wouldn't totally really expect. Unexpected to. Yeah. I don't remember which songs had it, but I remember they were good. Uh, I believe it's... It's Ascensionism, The Apparition, Rain, and Rain. Take Me Back to yeah, Eden. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they all save those as non-signals, which I thought was very interesting. Mm, mm -hmm. I think it, I also think that the heavy moments hit harder because they're so rare. Absolutely. Especially the end of Take Me Back to Eden, I feel, Mm. is, is one of those moments in particular. And I like that it... The trap beats, I mean, on Ascensionism, they were saved for singles because not only is this something that you get to experience as new on the album, by the time you get to the others that have it, you're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense because we had it earlier. You know, it just it helps with the cohesion of an album that. That's that's one thing that I do want to mention is that this album feels very cohesive, which is strange for an album that has so many ideas I, and concepts I feel being like, executed. See, I feel like it's less cohesive than tomb i agree i think tomb is the most cohesive album and i think i think this is a little more cohesive than sundowning i could be wrong about that i guess i guess it's up to interpretation but sleep token nails closers they do absolutely missing limbs oh chef's kiss probably my second favorite sleep token song behind (laughs) euclid now i will say um Rain is still my favorite off the album. Um, some of the ones that I enjoyed were Do You Wish That You Love Me and The Apparition. Um, nice. The Summoning as well, instrumentally. Um, I did not like Vessel's Uncleans in this. Um, the weaker tracks for me being Boar and Take Me Back to Eden. Yeah, I think Justin and I are very much on the same page here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. added... I, the only songs I didn't add were The Summoning, Vor, and Take Me Back to Eden, which are the three songs that were the heaviest on this album. You added Ascensionism, though. I did. Good on you. I I only added the the three or four that I talked about, because those are the ones I knew I would replay. I think that for everybody's sake and for Jake's poor editing's sake, we should probably wrap it up. But Yes. I think that we could we, talk a lot longer, and that is a testament to this album. <laughs> we'll see we'll you in December. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see, we'll see December. you in December. For part two. I'm not uh, I'm even hiding it. There's no point. It's, no. Yeah. 
December, we'll see you. Yes. You will see at least two of us in December. <laughs> I may not love this album. I think, like, on my doc, I have it at, like, 7, 7.2 out of 10, somewhere around there. I still enjoyed this album more than I expected to, going from the singles. And I am not nearly as invested in the lore and the lyricism and all of that compared to you two, Derek and Jacob. But I will agree that I am really glad that this band is succeeding to the same degree that they are because they deserve it. And it's great for the scene in general that a band like this is succeeding. And there are also just some really good songs on here. Some of them drag on a little bit long for my taste. And yes, that's part of the story and all that. But I'm just not as invested in all of the lore as the people that are. (laughs) And can appreciate those longer songs that really take you into the story. So, As an outsider coming in, I enjoyed what I listened to. But I'm not as committed as... Some of the crazy people. Jacob. I'm taking away the songs that I like, and I am. Everyone that loves this album, I'm gonna. You can all love this album as much as you want. I'm not gonna take that away from you. It's just not fully for me. Better review than Fantano right here on the High Vine podcast. All right, Justin. Hey, that's me. It's your time to shine. <laughs> Finally, I've been so quiet. Uh, we got uh misfortune dropping their album gravity's rainbow uh contender for best album art of the year so far uh Hmm. this is a fun album it's not it doesn't do anything like different like it's a very Hardcore, kind of jinty, almost style, punk sound. Um, if you are familiar with the band The Home Team, I would say this mm-hmm. is a very, very similar vocal style. Um, you listen to one song off this album, you get pretty much the entire album, I would say. Um, there isn't much that they do different on this album. That's kind of one of my like, major gripes with the album. Um, it's a lot of the same sound, um, but it's a good sounding sound, but it doesn't deviate enough. Uh, my favorite, uh, and a big W for Misfortune for putting The Day the Sun Died as a track on the album, because it's easily the best song they've ever made, probably for good reason, because it's supposed to be a take on Johnny Craig and all that bullshit. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, like, this band is pretty solid. There's some pretty good songs on here. Um, Black Pixie on the Edge, Too Cool to Be Cordial, um, Rolling Blackout had some heavier, um, unclean moments. I think Daydreams had a um, pretty good guitar riffs into it. Fading Starlight into Gravity's Rainbow was a pretty good, easy, very simple transition um, that worked pretty well as an opener into a title track but yeah i I know we spent fucking forever on sleep token um so admittedly i don't have too much more to add on this just it's you if you've listened to any of the singles that we've talked about previously which i think has only been black pixie i mean you're that's exactly what you're gonna get it's not gonna be anything different 
Um, and I think that's okay. I enjoyed it. So the casket's argument. Shush you. <laughs> so what I'm uh, hearing is I will be listening to this because I like the home team, so I will be listening to this. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I thought this album was okay until I heard the line, you're canceled as fuck now. That's that that one's not doing it for you. No. <laughs> oh, and, and it's like the chorus of the song too, so it's really? said multiple times. It, it it's on the same level as Go Ghost like Danny Phantom. Oh god. I <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I think I would say I think that. it's pretty tame compared to what else could Go take Ghost you out of like Danny album. Phantom isn't even that bad. So, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Shit is horrible. It's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> It's but, okay, we can add it to another bad Jake take. Oh, yeah, we're at like I'll six or seven. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say give this a listen if that's your sound. Um, otherwise, you're not honestly missing anything. From a 35-minute review to a two-minute review. <laughs> Look, I knew what I was getting into <laughs> coming from Sleep Token into this. I had sorry, to sh- I won't I had do to it again it this year. I think. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Alright. On to our final album for the episode. We got Breathing Theory dropping off their album Artificial. Justin, Um, I want you to sell me on this album. Absolutely. I listened to Replicas, and I thought it was really solid and showed a lot of potential. So okay. tell me why I should listen to this album in full. I I think you should listen to this album if you really like electronic-style rock with a little bit of like a muted vocal backing. Um, I'm sold. I, I don't have a song to reference it to immediately. Um, but if you liked Replicas, that's basically the sound you're going to get from this album. Um, there's some heavier vocals into the album that I was pretty shocked about. Transcend, um, has some really surprising uncleans that, um, I personally didn't really attach to, but I think people that can, you know, find the difference in that vocal style, you know, pretty good. Um, I think that's probably going to be one of the higher track albums or songs. Uh, The Cure is really good. Your frequency and tethers are were both singles, and I think they still pretty well define how the album sounds. Um, Replicas is a really good opening track, and uh, while it was a single, it's still pretty defining of the album. I would say my lower points of the album is you don't get any differential sound between the tracks i feel like it's a Mm. lot of the same that's kind of the vibe that i got from listening to replicas is that it's one of those hard rock bands with electronic influence that it's gonna sound good but there's not gonna be a ton of variety and that's fine Mm. and that's fine it's just i feel like this is gonna be one of those albums that i listen to i'm like i like all 10 of these songs here i'm adding all of them to my playlist and then just like none of them are gonna like stand out a ton, mm-hmm. but I'm still yeah. gonna enjoy it all. I I would say instrumentally, like you're you're not gonna get much difference. Um, vocally though, they they do pretty well. Um, 
kind of changing up the sound between um the uncleans moving into like a kind of techno style uh clean style you know harsher vocals kind of backing some of the tracks um i think they do a pretty good job uh for the most part it's just you know um i think this is a debut album no this is a they had a debut album in 2020 this is a sophomore album um but overall it's a really good really good album my other gripe i would say with this is that it's more or less like a collection of singles um in my opinion um i haven't had too much time with this album to find a connection between all the songs the connection might just be like you know it's computer artificial intelligence all that sort of stuff it might just be that sort of connection and all the songs maybe be based around that um which i guess yeah it could make good context for an album but uh overall you know solid album um any anyone who is interested by what i just said definitely give this a shot otherwise you know similar to misfortune i don't think you'd be missing anything if you skip this i'm so it's just it's just kind of one of those things i will be it, i i know i've baited you on bands before but i will uh-huh. be listening to this one that's fine i really enjoyed Le- replicas replicas was a good song Probably still the best on the album after going back to it. Um, I would say my recommendations for anyone that doesn't have quite the amount of time to go into an album, definitely check out Tethers. Um, Transcend if you're into the heavier vocal style. Uh, the Cure. And then Beautiful Disaster. And of course, Replicas. But I don't need to repeat myself on that. Yep. That's going to do it for our May recap. What a month indeed what a month clearly a lot to love clearly we are going to be bringing up some stuff from this episode in our end of year awards when we get there um if you want to follow us on social media you can follow at hive mind radio underscore on instagram and twitter hive mind radio on youtube hive mind radio recap on spotify and other podcast platforms thank you for listening as usual we appreciate you um and we will be back with our july recap next month and maybe in after hours? Maybe? I don't know. We'll have to see. Awesome. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for watching 35 Minutes of Sleep Token. Woo! <laughs>